I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. HankStrange.com is basically the best way for you guys to figure out how to support us and figure out where all the different things that we have going on. We've got links to Ballistic Inc. where you could get stuff like this Gun Nerd shirt and other other shirts and, and things like that. If you're looking to get our patches, you want to support us, you want to rock some patches, these can be found on HankStrange.com. So there you go. Now, let's see here. Let me start... Uh, let me start adding people to this to the podcast here. Um, I'm gonna press the I'm gonna press the open. Let's see. Let's go. It's, where is it? There we go. Welcome back Boom. to the Hank Strange situation. Make sure you guys Life subscribe, thumbs up, and ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We've got a special guest with us, Diana Muller. Uh, Diana, we do jazz hands when we start this off just to break the ice. There we go, jazz hands, everyone. All right. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. Because we are live. We are live. This is episode 593 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. Our special guest, like I said, Diana Muller. She who will not comply. She's joining us. If you haven't heard, if you haven't heard about this, you should have heard. And then she's also a competitive shooter. She's really nice. She can rock a Benelli. She can rock a Benelli. Uh, you know, I heard about that. We also have Joanna of Latina Locked and Loaded joining us. Um, there you go. It's ladies' night officially. Officially, it's ladies' night. Except for me and Walter, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're here. But, you know, we're not as awesome as the ladies. There you go. Walter Keller, he's here also. Safety Harbor Firearms Makers. So Lola wanted me to introduce all you guys. So Joanna is from Latina Locked and Loaded. And uh, Joanna, tell the folks out there real quick what you do, just in case I, they know. I do grassroots activism for the Second Amendment and okay. try to destigmatize uh, gun ownership in the female and minority communities. Awesome. Very nice. And uh, Diana, if you'd like to tell the folks a little bit about yourself, I know you're, you're, the, you're the founder of the DC Project, right? Yeah, I'm going to want to know everything about you, because I'm going to need uh, <laughs> yeah. you. With the oh, Latino not me. No, I, I, yes, yes, I appreciate you, but uh, <laughs> no, I understand. That's like something that fits right into the D.C. project, uh, mm -hmm. and that's women for gun rights. Basically, we're trying to be the counter red shirts of Moms Demand Action. Yes, absolutely, and I think that's a really good thing, because... You know, um, how, do, how should I put this? There's other folks out there who um, try to paint a picture, let's say, of what gun owners are. They try to paint a very limited picture, and it's great. It's great. If I can help you guys out in any way, please let me know. We had Rhonda Ezel actually on last week, yep. and that was awesome. Um, I think maybe Rhonda helped us. I don't know. If she, I think she helped us connect to you. Or maybe it was John Crump. I don't know. Wanna, let's just give everyone credit for that. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. We're glad to have you here. Walter, did you want to, uh, oh, you want to tell everyone what you do, Walter? What well, do mayhem. you do? Nothing but mayhem. Yeah. So mayhem Walt and shenanigans. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Diana, Joanna, should I, should I tell them what you do or you, you can? Sure, you can do it. You, you so, Joanna, uh, Walter has a company called Safety Harbor Firearms. One of the things he's most known for, he makes a 50 BMG upper that goes on an AR-15 lower, so you can get you can get into a you know 50, relatively affordably. He makes stocks and things like that. Is it, am I correct here, Walter? Oh yeah, we've been yeah uh, stocks for street bugs, CZ Scorpions, MP5s, MP5K, right? Um, AR-15 stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, 
all that awesome stuff. So there you go. All right, so let's see. Let's get into it with the folks here. We've got we've got Diana here um, for about an hour. I think she has some other stuff going on, uh, but we appreciate you taking the time, Diana, uh, and, and coming on here on the show. Um, you know, I think the whole gun world saw when you were, appeared in front of Congress. You know, and you were talking to those folks out there, uh, straightening them up on a couple of things. One, the five seven pistol. I, uh, <laughs> you know. Huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. They call it the fifty-seven. I, I to, I, we're all about education at the DC Project, so I had to take the opportunity to correct her. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the five-seven. She did. Yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Which is the point of having the DC Project is, you know, really to offer an education piece to these legislators that are making some really big decisions when it comes to our Second Amendment in our country. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and, you know, it's funny that you start with that because that's not in my nature. I'm not like, a, you know, I'm not a real heavy don't tread on I, deep down inside. I'm a real heavy don't deep, don't tread on me. But mm-hmm. on the surface, I'm very much uh, I want to get along with everybody and I want to invite more people into the fold. So I don't I don't do it with vinegar. I try to do it with sugar. And uh, so when I said that, um, you know, basically this was an assault weapons ban hearing. They, they wanted to reinstate the assault weapons ban. And uh, I just simply was speaking from my gut. And I was like, you know, listen, you guys have already turned me into a felon by uh, and making me decide between whether I was going to give up my bump stocks and um, and or comply with their law. And I, and I just simply said, I don't want to comply with an assault weapons ban and I would not. So I had no idea at the time that I said it. I didn't plan on saying it. I had so much good stuff. I worked and worked <laughs> at so much good stuff. They only gave, did they really only give you, cause I know when I was looking at that again today and you guys, could, if you haven't seen this, you can just uh, Google Diana Muller and you're gonna see what we're talking about here. Uh, you could put shall not comply in there if you want to. Did they really give you like 26 seconds? Well, no, no, no. That was just that was a response. one response. Okay. It's kind of a game. You know, everybody gets five minutes in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, uh, to, to do their opener. You can submit an unlimited amount of words. So mm-hmm. I had like, you know, five pages worth of stuff that I wanted to say. Uh, and then I scrunched that down to five minutes so then they get into going back and forth the volleys of whether it be um a republican asking a question or a democrat asking a question of course the den it's all teeing people up for answers that they want to hear so the democrats would an- would ask the anti-people questions and then the republicans would ask uh the two of us two of seven people were uh, pro-constitutionalists and uh they would kind of tee us up so then you only have so much, so much time. Like uh, if it's it was Congressman Andy Biggs out of uh, Arizona that that had the time, and he only has so much time. He can mm-hmm. ask different questions, but he only had 26 seconds left, and that's when he. Uh, okay, that's what he ceded to you so that just, you could respond, I guess. And I had 26 seconds left on his time, mm-hmm. so it's a mm-hmm. big thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was very amused by seeing his thing there, Mr. Biggs. 
Mr. Biggs. Yeah, it reminded me of a James Bond movie, but uh, you know that was that's or, cool... or or Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so give us the setup of that uh, of how you wound up there. I don't know if that was your first time uh, talking to Congress or not. I've definitely never done that. And then in the background of all of that, I noticed one of my friends, Antonia Okafor. Yeah. Was in the so, background. So how did that happen? The DC project's been going to uh, Washington, D.C. for about four years now. And we have a really tight relationship with National Shooting Sports Foundation. And it was through them that they kind of maneuvered. They knew that uh, the ranking member was Doug Collins out of Georgia and that his office was looking for people to testify. So they kind of threw my name in the hat and uh, Congressman Collins's office chose me and uh, the other gal from the Heritage Amy Swearen, she's just awesome. And uh, we were both selected and, and had the great honor and privilege of um, basically representing a, a lot of gun owners on Capitol Hill. But that was definitely the first time that I'd ever been bestowed such an opportunity. And uh, I felt the weight of the world for sure. Yeah. Um, so if you if you don't mind, also give us like some of your qualifications before this, because I think you're very qualified. I believe you have a background in law enforcement, competitive shooting, um, yeah. all these kinds of things. Right. I was a police officer in Tulsa, Oklahoma for 22 years. Uh, I retired in 2014, 2014, and to pursue basically another career as a professional shooter. I shoot three gun, which is rifles, pistols, and shotguns. It's a timed event, so we're running around with our hair on fire trying to be as fast and accurate as possible. It's kind of the X games of the shooting sports. And then, uh, and, and through that, through, you know, moving into the firearm space and um, seeing what was happening on Capitol Hill, uh, I, I just becoming concerned or more aware as, as we get older of what's going on in politics. And uh, that's when I started the DC project. And at first, it was just one woman from every state I, because I knew as an Oklahoman, I only had standing in Oklahoman. Mm -hmm. So uh, then I started trying to gather women from all over the place. And at first, I thought it was going to be a professional shooter type deal because we're easy to vet. We're easy to you know follow. We know They know we're not crazy. And uh, But I think God had a bigger plan for it. And now I have a handful of professional shooters. But for the most part, I have a, a true diverse uh, cross-section of America and, and, and gun owners. So it turned out to be a lot better than I had originally planned. Awesome. So, uh, by the way, if uh, Joanna, Walter, if you guys have any questions, feel free to jump in here. Um, so this, this, this line, I, you know, I won't comply. Did you plan that? Is it just like, you know, just in, in the process of answering there that came out? How'd that happen? Well, if you watch the whole hearing, about an hour before I said it, there was a gentleman that um, had a, it, you know how people disrupt courtrooms and things like that, and they get escorted out. Well, it took forever for him to get escorted out, and he had a constitution in his hand, and he said, I want to testify, I will not comply, or we will not comply, or shall not comply, some kind of, uh, will not comply. It took so long that I turned around and actually visually saw his shirt that says, uh, shall not comply or something like that. Mm -hmm. So when you hear me say the words, I'll say, I'll reference him. And I said, like the gentleman who got escorted out earlier, I will not comply. 
Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it came from. But it was nowhere in in my um, in my nature. And I didn't say it out of disrespect. I just said it out of a constitutionality that I believe that what they were trying to do is unconstitutional. Yeah. So how long did it take there before you realized that was a viral kind of deal? Because from my standpoint in the gun community, I all of a sudden started getting all these texts and messages of, did you see what this woman said? <laughs> She's amazing. You have to get her on the show. You got to figure out, find her. Well, it took it took me about uh, 0.03 seconds to look up and see Jerry Nadler's face like I had just dropped a bomb and happened. That's what I was going to ask you. What, yeah. Their reactions. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, they're, they're so pompous and correct, you know, all the time. It's so, a yeah. complete shock. And had I thought about wanting to say that, I don't think it, I would have chosen to, but uh, mm. it's just kind of how it rolled out. And, uh, and I did. So uh, I was like, ooh, maybe I went too far. But, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I don't no, think I, no, you, you have to. I mean, these people, it's, it's that mode like you're going to go into their little their little chambers and you have to be a good little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and what, what do they do when they get out of their chambers? They rant and rave and c- accuse and talk and tell lies. So. You didn't play by the script. No, they right. definitely you, you didn't were, expect you were, it. You, did, you didn't. You didn't cower down and go. Oh, okay, Senator. And I, I and I stand on what I said. I'm not. Uh, I'm not taking it back by any means. It's just you know when you think about saying that in that forum, uh, you realize uh, how kind how kind of a viral moment it was. But that's not. That was not my intention. It was a kind of a genuine deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John Crump is out there in the uh, in you know in the chat there. He says you have die on and don't tell me. So yeah, it's a good thing he watches. Yeah, it's a good thing. Exactly, I totally agree with you. So there you go. Um, so how many? I mean, you know, after you said that thing, how many people reached out to you? Like, what was the whole? reaction from that who did you did you immediately start hearing from folks out there did you start getting requests to do interviews and stuff like that? when you pick your phone up did you hear for any (laughs) click clicks and stuff like yeah no kidding right Uh, that's uh i did get a lot i a lot of people reached out to me through social media just saying you know way to go way to go way to go and i'd say about um 99% 99% of my the response from the C-SPAN, you know, from people that was following was from our crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I had already set up uh, that the day of, I had been set up with CBS Sunday morning to do a piece uh, the following week. And um, that piece on CBS Sunday morning was about basically about corporate um, censorship for guns. Mm-hmm. And uh, activism, corporate activism is what mm-hmm. uh, they called it. And uh, that piece, I got a lot of hate from, you know, the normal everyday American watches CBS uh, Sunday morning. They don't watch C-SPAN. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait go a minute. ahead. Normal, normal everyday Americans don't watch CBS. <laughs> 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 Only the, the, I, I can't say the haters, the haters watch it, and I got a lot more flack. You know, you should go kill yourself and die. Yeah. And well, yeah. oh, the, the people, the, the people are all, uh, you know, the, the, the caring people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tolerant, 
yeah. All inclusive you, folks, yes. Yeah. Do you still get hate comments on your social media platforms? No, no. It was a it was a splash, and uh, and then you know it's back to back to normal. So yeah. no big deal. Yeah. But you know, I figure I keep I keep raising my head that it, you know it's going to be uh, it's if we had the thirty six million dollar budget of Moms Demand Action, and that was last year, yeah. I think Bloomberg's pledged sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have that kind of budget, um, I, I just I, I just feel like the machine, the propaganda machine, is so big, and these you know grassroots people like me and Joanna who are who are truthful and genuine, and we're not astroturf. Um, we, we get drowned out. So, um, yeah, I would love for, I I'm, can't wait to follow up with Joanna and see if, uh, isn't there a way to partner going forward? I'm working on it. I'm working on a, a campaign called, um, Teal for 2A mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm just encouraging everybody from the firearms community, all the women specifically to jump in, get involved. I don't care if you're NRA, GOA. Uh, any kind of alphabet soup. I just want everybody to start pushing that teal color, show up to local events, festivals, hearings, uh, rallies, whatever it may be. I just want to see a a sea of teal as opposed to the sea of red. Oh, okay. So it's just going to be the color teal? Yeah, like a blue teal color. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're not getting any other things thrown in there, like just a little symbols, or we don't want to get into that? Well, of course, the DC project has <laughs> the DC project has an educate, not legislate okay. shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, DCproject.info mm-hmm. has a shop if somebody's interested in that. But those mm-hmm. shirts are great conversation starters, and they're they ha- they do have a DCP logo on the back. But it's not about the DC project; it's about mm-hmm. really starting a conversation. And I want everybody, regardless of where they come from in the firearms industry, to be able to unite behind that educate, not legislate message and uh, get behind this uh, campaign that's Teal for 2A. Okay, very cool. Well, uh, keep us posted with that. Huh? Without that $30 million budget, we all have to kind of congeal together and, and mm-hmm. uh, join our forces. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a second. You know, I think that's a good point that you bring up, that the other side of this conversation has a lot of money funding them um, and, and I'm sh- pretty sure the firearms industry probably doesn't have as much money as your Bloomberg's and, and all these and your Soros's and all these other guys out there. But how come there isn't more money to help get the message out there? What's what do you think is the reason for that? I don't know. I Surely there has to be people that love the Constitution that have money. Um, I just think maybe that we're conservative for by nature for a reason. You know, uh, we don't just. Uh, go throwing our money around. But I feel like this is a worthy cause. Our Constitution, our country is a worthy cause. So, you know, if there's any anti-Bloomberg money listening to us right now, I'm sure that uh, you've got two grassroots activists right here uh, ready and willing to to move fo- move the ball forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, go I ahead. I wanted to say with uh, the, you know, why isn't there more money in on this side? Um it has a lot to do with the, like you said, the conservative person, you know, typically we tend to focus on, you know, capitalism and, and our own personal American dream. And that's why we've lost a lot of ground when it comes to like in, uh, education or, you know, we sit back and say, well, look at where we are with schools or, or you know, we've lost universities to liberalism and not all these, you know, 
ideas away from what you know is constitutional. Um, and it's really because we we haven't as a as a, you know as a movement made the effort, made the time to you know get into things like our PTA or things like our at our local you know um, communities to build up that community. So that's why activism at this point it's trying to get some of that ground back. And like mm-hmm. Diana was saying, education is where we're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, engage. You have yeah. to. We have to engage our base, and whether mm-hmm. it be um, whether it, you know, the, I'm just watching. Basically, I watch Moms Demand Action, and I do everything that I want to do. Everything that they do. So they're mm-hmm. signing up people through students for uh, the Students Demand Action. They're signing up people mm-hmm. to vote. Uh, they are being very, very vocal when it comes to meeting with their legislators, which is kind of what we do already. Mm-hmm. But, you know, constitutionally sound people are going to have to put a priority on running for office. Some of these people are getting voted in and there's nobody running against them. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the, it's not that the GOP or uh, even the independents are getting beat. It's that there's nobody running against them. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like AOC has lowered the bar quite a bit. <laughs> and she she swept she, could, she swept she uh, a drink. well she oh, swept man. her primaries in New York City. If I if I got the pass that she did, um, I would run for office. But uh, yeah. I feel like I I I'm a little bit more self aware that I don't want to look stupid and mm-hmm. you know on topics that I don't know about. She doesn't mind so. Yeah. Uh, but but really, I do encourage someone someone from our side to step outside your comfort zone. And if you don't want to run for office, you have to volunteer with a campaign. If uh, you know whether it be local, uh, state, or federal, uh, you, we just have to get in the game. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've only been talking to you here for I don't know maybe twenty minutes or so. You definitely are uh, way above intelligence level. I think. Um, than what we're dealing with with AOC. But, you know, I I agree with this side of the message. I think that um, for us, a lot of times we don't fight fire with fire. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, this is one of the biggest problems we have. Yeah, you're seeing that in this guerrilla warfare that, Mm. uh, let's take Trump's rally. I don't know if you guys are Trumpers or not, but um, Trump's rally in Tulsa last weekend, uh, everybody is hailing it as a huge flop and blah, blah, blah. Well, here's my concern is it wasn't a huge flop. They just outgames us. They, they use guerrilla warfare, things that we had never seen before. Yeah. TikTok. Uh, using TikTok and reserving, yeah. you know, uh, upping the numbers and creating, yeah. you know, us spending money to try to facilitate that. Well, then, I mean, I'm from Tulsa. I can tell you that I've heard from police officers that tell me kind of what happened on the ground. Mm-hmm. And basically the screeners, the health screeners, they left at six o'clock. You have an hour window before uh, the speeches start that the, the, that the gates shut down because of the health screeners. And I don't know who's in charge of the health screeners, but if it's the BOK where the event was held or if it was independent, but they just up and left so nobody else could come in. Um, Yeah, so there was definitely uh, just underhanded things going on to uh, interfere in an election. I mean, if these people were Russians, could we not impeach some people? Because that's, you know, who is suppressing? Of all the screaming and right, I bet they do about Trump of, you know. Well, Nancy Pelosi and those guys were hailing what they did. It was awesome. Yeah. Brilliant that, move. That was one uh, of Fox, Fox News' highest ratings night ever. 
yeah. view, viewership when, when he's when he was on Fox News. So yeah, they had like seven or eight million uh, viewing that night, the highest mm -hmm. ratings in uh, any Saturday night of any history of Fox News. Yeah. Plus, the more people, there were millions more that were streaming. Mm -hmm. But right, right. you know, can you honestly blame them? Uh, people who were don't want to go. Wanna, yeah, because I heard that there was a ton of protesters and violence. Mm -hmm. Like, would you, if you had a family and you had kids, would you not be afraid of going? Right. You know, it's just, it and was just, yeah. Well, that's Honestly. another, that's another thing that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. You right. can't, you can't let these people run the show. Or they're going to, they're going to get, it's going to get worse and worse right up to the election. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, these liberal cities are letting the kids run the household. That's for sure. So, mm -hmm. um, we and I, you know, I don't know how you stop this. I don't know how you stop this without uh, <laughs> saying it physically. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, you have to do it the old-fashioned way. I'm sorry. Well, but once we yeah. go, the the problem <laughs> the problem with that is once we go there, that's not um, a thing that we're gonna easily step back from. And maybe those guys on that side are not uh, don't pay as much attention to this as we do, are not as knowledgeable, don't uh, do as much training or whatever it is we're alluding to here. But it's not an easy thing to step back from. Maybe one day we're going to have to go there. I mean, when that when that thing, the statement that you made, I won't comply, when that truly has to get cashed in, we'll be there. When when we'll when be the, at that point. When the, when the when the when the civilians show up to counter the protesters. I don't know if you want yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know if you want that. Here's <laughs> the problem with the civilians showing up to uh, counter the protesters is that the civilians will become the bad guys. There will be called right-wing extremists. They'll be called uh, KKK. So you're going to get called that anyways. Where you are, you're going to be KKK. Well, and <laughs> you know what? Get, Bring it on. Mm -hmm. There comes a time when you just have to say it's bull. You, yeah. It's like people say Trump is not presidential. Well, Guess what? You know he's not going to take it. Mm -hmm. You know he all these other presidents like Bush. He he got pooped on for years. He's stupid. He's a drunk. He's this. He's that. And he just oh, oh yeah okay yeah. I'll, I'll take it yeah. Trump ain't going to take that crap. So and people aren't aren't used to that. Yeah, I mean not to pull it away from Trump, but to pull it back to the whole point of this, which is relative to Trump. I'm going to segue that Trump kind of like took over the Republican Party one because it was rife right to be taken over too because he did something different <laughs> you know lots of other republicans out there they won't get on twitter they won't actually they won't engage with people back. yeah they won't fight back you that's what we on need their to heads do all day long you can stand and just pee on them and they just oh stop it please stop it yeah. <laughs> but that's know. what we need to do i think that's what diana is saying here we need to if you've got moms demand action there should be a well-funded pro second amendment pro gun um you know, organization, the DC oh. project, you know, we should, we have to figure out how to fund these things and be able to push back because on our side, on our side, I think the firearms industry as a whole and a lot of people included in, in this thing of the gun community, we're not aware of things. You're just getting people on Facebook or being aware of the, of YouTube. Uh, there's so many things going on here and we don't understand the valuable tools that we're losing. Later on, we'll talk about this because I know we have a limited time with Diana. But so, for example, GunStreamer announced yesterday they're shutting down. You know, the reason why they're shutting down, no right, money, no, yeah, no support <laughs> from the gun community. So they're shutting down. And, and uh, Diana, I don't know if you're aware of GunStreamer, but basically it is a... Um, a pro Second Amendment platform like YouTube, 
that I'm on, lots of Walter's on there, lots of folks out here are on that platform and there was no support for it. And, and this is exactly what you're saying. You need more support. All these organ before we left this all up to the NRA. Right. That kind of imploded. Yeah. And all we see now still is Wayne LaPierre's face, which I'm so tired of seeing. Well, this is the problem. If you think about how many gun owners we have in America, we should be, if everyone just did their part, we should have been fine in terms of funding. But there's too many gun owners in America who don't take that step to care about their Second Amendment because, oh, well, maybe they're not AR people. You know, maybe they're just shotgun people mm -hmm. and they're not thinking they're going to eventually come for that, too. So, for instance, we had um, a, an event called National Range Day a few weeks ago, and uh, my husband and I attended to show our support in the local community. And they were giving, uh, it was like an all day seminar thing and then a range time. And there was a room full of new gun owners. And I made sure, even though I was not the person up there speaking, um, when there was an opportunity, I made sure to just, you know, speak up and say, hey, by the way, you guys are all, you know, new, new gun owners now. You need to make sure that you donate to organizations um, like, you know, gun policy and all these things so that you make sure that you are on top of what's going on, you're aware of the bills that they're trying to pass, and you have to stay involved because if not, they're gonna take away these rights that you just began to you. So it's really important with these new gun owners that we have coming in to talk about those things in addition to, you know, how to safely use a firearm and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. How many gun owners do we think we actually have out there? What's the number in America? What are we like, 350 million, 370 million? What do we think the number of gun owners are? 100 to 150 million. 100 to 150. What do you think, Walt? Yeah, probably. Probably. Okay. Um, so we should be able to fund some of this stuff. What's What's happening here? Were we all just relying? Was everyone not just giving those, their money to the NRA and not all those gun owners? Not all those gun owners are on this side. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot of leftists that own guns too, mm -hmm. and they okay. they're not gonna they're not gonna give money to any of these groups. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of you know, and that's one of the things that we try to push as uh, the DC project is we're nonpartisan. So mm -hmm. um, we we recognize that there are Democrats. I mean, that's really the only reason that we still have a Second Amendment is because if if this atmosphere were 20 years ago. Uh, we would have already lost, you know, and that's what I concerned is that there are some old school uh, Democrats that understand that this is a constitutional issue. This is not a partisan issue, but it, it has become so lockstep with the Democratic Party that uh, it's it's they will be ostracized if anybody uh, sticks their neck out. But they might vote. They might still vote for, uh, you know, some pro-gun legislation or not vote for anti-gun legislation. But mm -hmm. Um, it, it has definitely in the past 20 years moved in that direction that it's a partisan issue. Yeah. Uh, but we do have gun owners. We have several. We have several women in the DC project that are left leaning, and uh, we try. You know, we don't want it to be a partisan issue. It's just kind of obviously that way. Mm -hmm. uh, but 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 all of us, when we talk to each other, and we need to remember that they, we don't want to ostracize. Uh, the Democrats that do understand that this is a constitutional issue. Yeah. And the, I think there's a lot of, uh, I, I think I agree with what Walter was saying. There's a lot of people out there who identify as Democrats, but they believe in guns. There's been this, there's been this thing of like, oh, but this though, if you believe in guns, there's no way you can, you can be a Democrat, which is not, 
you know, it there's doesn't, it, it doesn't mesh. It doesn't, it's not, doesn't mesh with reality. There's a right. lot of people out there. It's just like, well, I just don't like politics. I just don't, I just don't like to talk about it. I just don't like, and, and I'm not a Democrat. I'm not this. I'm well, guess what? If you're not a Democrat, you're not a Republican. Okay. You may be an independent, but what are you then? What you're, uh, you're just a bump on a log that it's just going to get, you know, you get logs going to get thrown in the fire eventually. <laughs> I mean, you got to You got to take it. You got to pick a side. You can't be in the middle forever. You can't. The middle won't get you anywhere. Walter, that's <laughs> actually a growing population um, of people who used to be one side or the other. Um, when I was younger, I, I was a moderate Democrat and then the Democratic Party started shifting in the other direction and you kind of are left kind of like homeless. So yeah. you, you, you yeah. have this giant population of people who kind of are a silent you know, we assume mm-hmm. everyone is progressive and believes in, you know, get rid of guns. But I, I think the people that are more, you know, believe in the constitutional rights, there's more people out there than we think. Yeah. Right. I mean, I personally switched over from being and Florida has a crazy thing. Like you either have to be a Democrat or Republican here in Florida. And for a long time, mm-hmm. I was registered as a Democrat. I just didn't uh, necessarily vote in that direction. And then I think mm-hmm. right before um, the 2016 elections, I was like, OK, I'm just going to switch over to this side because there's so many things that you saw a lot of people leaving uh the democratic party for that reason people are surprised i think that this is an issue that does not have anything really to do with politics it has to do with the constitution especially now that there's a lot of people out there there's so for example there's a lot of black people with everything currently happening saying oh i want the right to be armed well you know that that this is a thing it's called the second amendment (laughs) If you don't, you know, if you don't but do you something for you it, you won't have it. And, you can't go out and support support the people that are that are not for it. Yeah, you I can't think, go out to, you can't go out and support the people that don't believe in the Constitution, and that's who those people will vote for. Yeah. So they. Yeah. I don't know what you do, really. I mean, you know, I I don't know how you fix it. Well, they I really don't. They can. They are. You know, my my liberal women that like. Uh, one of them is from California. And I mean, I love that she goes into um, Feinstein's office or Pelosi's office and, and, you know, she can say, I vote for you. Stop attacking mm-hmm. the Second Amendment. But that's how we play that. Um, have you had Maj Teray on? You talked Absolutely. about the, Oh my gosh, I love Maj. She just came to Tulsa a couple of weeks ago, Memorial Day, right after Memorial Day weekend, and we had a, a great time. But yeah, I'm, I'm all for, I love. Maj in Oklahoma, um, man, that's so awesome. How yeah. did I miss this? This, no, this well, is amazing. <laughs> Must have been fun. It. Mm-hmm. It's a far, far cry from Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, go ahead, Walter. What are you going to no, say? I was going to ask a question about the police. You know any of the guys that are on live PD? Oh yeah, and then sticks. Actually, yeah. I uh, trained. It was just stick. Uh, and he rode with he rode with my squad, and he was good friends before he was a police officer. So mm-hmm. uh, I've known him for a long time. Okay, yeah, Walter's a big fan of Live PD. What's the uh, line of questioning here leading to Walter with Live Nothing, PD? Just a, just a, she's from Tulsa. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. I'm what, listening. I'm listening. No, okay. So what do you think about the Live PD situation? That they canceled it yes. from Tulsa. Uh, well, they canceled it the whole time. I think mm-hmm. it's cancel culture has reached the law enforcement, and law enforcement is uh, is the new thing to hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe we're watching it happen so fast. It's like a cancer that is spreading 
at warp speed. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's going to take uh, those people who are living in Minneapolis and Seattle, and uh, they have they have systematically um, disarmed them and made it illegal for them to have something that could protect themselves. So I feel for those people, but they're going to have to stand up and say, you know, start voting, start running and start being, being engaged in their community because mm -hmm. that's the only mm -hmm. way that we're going to take it back. Mm -hmm. It's, it's crazy what you're seeing. And, and you know, that if they're going to hate and destroy police stuff, that's the only protection between you and bad guys. Mm -hmm. So if you can't protect yourself, that's that's another reason that the DC project stands on. Uh, we are your own first responder. Yeah. Somehow here, I think there is a way to bridge this gap. I mean, it may seem impossible if you're looking at it, but I think there is a way to do it. It's not an easy way. I think um, to me, I always tell people guns are a gateway drug to freedom. So if there's folks out, this is what I do in the barbershop. So like today I was in the barbershop. And, you know, uh, this it's a black barbershop that I go to. I, gotta, I just got to say that, right? This part right there. They missed a little section. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? They missed a little section right down the middle. Oh. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Is it, oh. Uh, okay. I'm, you're saying in the haircut? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but here's the thing. So I had those guys looking at... He pays um, extra for that, by the way. Right. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay. Awesome. I get it. The mohawk. Okay. No, but I, but those guys, so these are, you know, my, my barber's a black guy. Uh, the people coming into the, into the barbershop are predominantly black people. Uh, we're in Gainesville here. There's lots of different people. But one, I got them to look at Joe Rogan with Coleon Noir, mm -hmm. right? Because they know Joe Rogan. And I was like, hey, this guy's on there. That made them interested. They looked at it. When I actually sat down in the seat, there was a, a, a gentleman there that was just finished getting his haircut and he was leaving. He was asking me gun questions. M more than likely, statistically, everyone in that barbershop is, uh, is a Democrat, if, we're, if we want to talk about parties, right? Mm -hmm. But these are people who are into guns. So you have to now be able to figure out how to bridge all of these things to like, okay, well, let's just take a look at what's going on here. And if you now understand guns and the Second Amendment and the Constitution, you have to start looking at the people who want to take this away from you. It's not a thing that you could just flip a switch and get people to do it. Sometimes right. it takes time to, to uh, move people along in that direction. And I think it, it just starts with work. Like my barber, when I first met him, uh, I think he believed in guns, but he, he didn't have a CCW and all that kind of stuff. He didn't carry a gun every day. He does today. You know, and, and that's that's time. Um, well, you, sh you show him that video of that barbershop getting robbed, and that might change his mind. <laughs> You've seen that one that's always on the Internet where the guy comes yeah. in with a shotgun and stuff? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's seeing all of that, and he's growing, and this is what we have to do. But a lot of times, if you just try to shock someone into right. it, they resist that. And, and when we're talking about the tactics of the people on the other side, this is, I'm not saying we have to be like them. There's no way that we should be like Moms Demand Action or you know people who are out there looting and doing all these terrible things. But we have to somehow try to figure out how to employ some of these tactics that are successful and win the hearts and minds of people. It's really, really, really important. I concur. Yeah. Uh, let me just get this in real quick because I know these guys gave us some money here. Uh, James Miller gave us 10 bucks. He says, great panel, Hank. Diana is my hero. 
Uh, for her, I will not comply testimony before Congress. So there you go. Uh, thanks so much for that. John Crump gave us a couple of bucks. He says they are tearing down the emancipation statue in D.C. Okay. So, so let's let's get to the point. Let's get to the facts of the, when you say they. Uh-huh. This is not about police brutality. Mm-hmm. This is not about mm-hmm. any of these mantras that are out there, nooses at NASCAR and all this garbage. Mm-hmm. It's about this is what communists do, and you, you have to you have to focus on that. You can't mm-hmm. get distracted by all this other crap going on. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna dest- they try to destroy history so they mm-hmm. can make their own, mm-hmm. right? You know, and you can't you cannot let it happen. You have to fight it with force. You can't fight it with words because they don't understand words. Um, I think I I understand what you're saying. I, you I, cannot when that when the when the statue's getting pulled down. You can't mm-hmm. say stop, please. Stop. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk to you. We need to talk. Mm-hmm. It's not that that's past the talking part. We missed that talking part. It's all going already. Okay. These all people right. are these are these people are for action, and they're getting paid because all these people are getting paid. Not all of them. Well, I leave I leave that up to our leaders, paid. but I will contend that we don't really I don't know what's happening to our leaders right now. They're definitely the- not leading. So what I'm talking, I'm talking about the, the people out there in these cities that sh- that uh, should be responsible for this, the people that are running. Pandering. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think that they're that they so understand they- what's what's happening and how important it is to stand up to people. Instead, they're gonna they're gonna let them do all of this. A big part of it is the feeling out there for police officers and the fact that they don't want. To create another issue that's going to become headline news <laughs> you, and go but viral. You can't, you, you can't. What? You can't live that way. I agree. No, with you that. have to. You have to take the enemy head on, and they're the enemy. They're not. They're not your friends. So here's the dichotomy. Here is that take Atlanta. Uh, what was it? Three weeks a month ago that they fired six people, Johnny on the spot, using a taser, and they mm-hmm. called it deadly force. The DA mm-hmm. called it deadly force. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to. Uh, the guy outside of Wendy's, um, the DA is now persecuting the police officer and charging him with murder, mm-hmm. saying that the taser is not a deadly force. It's like police officers are damned if they do and damned if they don't. And how is that, you know, I I feel for them, I, and I feel like that's what's coming for the gun owner, the American gun owner, is that you're going to be damned if you do, you're going to be damned if you don't. If you think that, oh, I can take care of myself— uh, wait until the media gets a hold of you and they want to crucify you. Um, there's not going to be anything that you can do to, to stop it. It's just that you aren't going to be buried. It's just that you're going to probably end up in jail. But it, that's, I, I mean, I see that that's where it's going. Uh, I, as a female, have a little bit uh, more leeway being of the stature, a smaller stature and things like that. But uh, I feel sorry for the white males of the world because they are going to be crucified. We are the enemy. Now, now the public, the public out there expects the police to do something, mm-hmm. right? You've been told all your life the police are there to make sure you be safe, right? Well, now the police aren't doing anything. And I want to defund them. <laughs> uh, the police are not doing anything because the mayor says don't. Well, well, I mean, that's who's in charge of the ultimately. But at what point do you ultimately, have to tell that's the who's in charge of the police, right? And then if they're worried about that, you have to you have to go in and arrest the mayor and throw him out. I mean, you there's I, there, you get to a point there will be in some places like what they call a coup d'état. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and it won't be pleasant when the when the people rise up and remove the politicians. I don't know that we have it in our DNA. Uh, there's people. It's it's brewing. It's and brewing. It's, it, it, but it's going to take. You know, people aren't going. Look at what happened uh, during the Civil War. I mean, Robert E. Lee left his home, left Arlington, never to return. Uh, are we are we so spoiled that we won't love liberty enough to walk away from our homes, walk and end up in jail? Um, that's the kind of patriotism I think is going to take uh, to do this. And it's sad. It's sad that we come to this because we are peaceful. I, I mean, I know our community uh, and I know, look at Virginia. We, how many people, 20, 50,000 people and hordes of guns everywhere. Nobody spray painted anything. Nobody tore up anything. We picked up a crash. That's right. the kind of community that we're talking about. And it doesn't matter because Virginia went ahead and did what they wanted to do against constitutional rights anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'll get off my soapbox. No, I don't think there's a couple, right. there's a couple of things in there. Uh, so, Joanna, did you want to say something before, before I jump in here? Well, I, actually, I did want to say something back mm -hmm. when um, Walter was saying that he thought the people were getting paid off. I actually think that there is a movement going on. Um, I was actually, not to bring it back to this, but I was on my K-pop Twitter, and I was <laughs> shocked. K-pop, My K-pop Twitter feed. Okay. And um, I was actually really shocked to see in, like, the bio of somebody that I followed um, read Marks. And then I started, like, I unfollowed them, obviously. And then, what, did you, um, what was it you saw? In their bio, it said read Marx. So I feel like Marxism is actually... Oh, read. Oh, they said <laughs> read Marx. Read Marx. Yeah. And this yeah. is like a normal mm -hmm. 18, 19-year-old person. Mm -hmm. It's just becoming popular now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm shocked that it's actually... I mean, we all read... I don't know if it's still part of the curriculum in high school or middle school, whenever it is. I still have a copy of 1984. You know, this thing that Walter was saying now about... You know, the tearing down of the statues doesn't matter who who it is. It was an abolition. It was this somebody who is actually supporting, you know, right? Because ultimately, a lot in. of these guys are just the useful idiots. Yeah, but right I also now. think that's, it's an issue yeah. of, of erasing our history because that is part of Marxism. And I think that's even a yep. line in 1984 where it's like you had no concept of time because they erased the past. And it was just like one continuous loop of, of, of just now because mm -hmm. that's this part is, of you know this so is not a, it's not a new plan this has been done places through through millennium it's the yeah. same I'm way just this is probably just the best shot that they have of it at it right mm -hmm. now because of how you, most people are feeling and yeah you but, have, i know i don't hate that word feeling you have these weak politicians that, that think by some reason if they, if they don't stand up they're not going to get reelected. well i got news for you in some of these places the democrats won't reelect the democrat after this Mm -hmm. Because they see they're useless as, you know. Yeah. Um, well, Walter, I mean, look, you're feeling like you're the bad guy here, right? You you just well, said I'm, that in this conversation. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, feeling, it's not a feeling, it's a fact. It's <laughs> not a fact. I mean, you're not the bad guy. Oh, no, well, in, the, in the media and some, <laughs> and, and social, yes, it is. Huh? Say Perception that. Perception reality. The white it, guy, the, the white Christian guy, we're, we're going to clarify this even more. Gun owner. White Christian gun owner. Well, yeah, whatevs. <laughs> uh, Strike three, you're out. Yeah, well, you know, guess what? I hope they try. Um, <laughs> they'll be in for a surprise. But yeah, we're the we're the guys that cause you know we've oppressed everybody in the whole world, even though we built the whole freaking world. But yeah, um, and that you know, 
once again, with the police, it, the people are losing confidence in what's going. They see that it's like, okay, well, the cops aren't going to come and help. Who is? Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to stand up eventually. You can't, you can't let it, because these people are, they're, they're getting by with a whole bunch. In Tampa, they arrested all these people that were rioting and throwing rocks and bottles at the police. The politicians are, are, are thinking about letting them go with no charges. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try that. Hey, look, 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 hey, look. Let's go try that and throw some rocks and bottles to the police. See how long I get no charges. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, I, now I'm going to say something, probably in those protesters, because I, I saw that some of it, there were a lot of white folk in there. Um, actually, one of the big things, the protests in Tampa, there were more white people than there were black people there. Mm-hmm. Um, in Miami, but, you saw the, the irony of uh, all the protesters. There's a video of uh, the protests in Miami. All the protesters were white. And all the uh, cops were minorities. Cops were black, yeah. My, well, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. Black so here, you, here you are. And, you know, the, the narrative doesn't fit the, you know, the, the whole the, the, it, things don't work. The lines don't. It's so other when when things don't line up, you go automatically. Okay, this is. Yeah, this is but not I think what, this goes back to maybe what Joanna was just trying to say. If we all lose track of time, right, and we forget that, okay, we've we've progressed, we've moved, we've moved on. Has everything gotten better? No. Everything hasn't gotten better. Is there, are there bad things happening? Yes, bad things are happening. Ultimately, ultimately, though, we're not each other's enemies. There's some people out there that are bad guys that do bad things, that have bad intentions to people. Some of those people exist uh, in politics and police departments in lots of different places. We have some of those people in the gun community, whatever. Ultimately, we're human beings and we're trying to move forward here. If we all start seeing ourselves as like, well, okay, I'm the victim. Now I can't, you know, I'm not, we're going to all get crazy. So you've got people on this side getting crazy. People on this side are getting crazy. Everyone's getting crazy. Everyone wants to fight. I could tell you guys, uh, from my point of view, without bravado, once a fight starts, you don't know who's going to win. You could say whatever you want. You could think you're as badass as you want to be. When a fight starts, you don't know who's going to win. I'm the only way you're going to win that is if you're actually fighting to win. But I'm that's not, not guaranteed. That's not guaranteed. I'm just saying people are going to take it so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to take it so long. It might not be everywhere. It won't be in my neighborhood because nothing's going on. But in these neighborhoods where there's no popo, eventually the people will form the popo. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's so sad about, you know, the inner cities and the black community specifically and why I love what Maj is doing and what mm. you're doing is taking the Second Amendment back to them. Because how long have they been uh, unable to defend themselves? And you, that's where you see Chicago uh, killings every day. Can you imagine just arming and educating the inner city? And I'm just like, I would love to sit back and watch how that plays out because I'm pretty sure they clean it up real quick. Yeah themselves. I think I think trying to work on that is a lot better. I'm not saying that we have to try to work and do all these things forever because I obviously there's a line, there's a point that we get to when we have to fight for something, but I think it's better most of us, most human beings kind of think along the lines of what we're saying here, regardless of what political side they are on things. It's just a lot of things that they're not seeing and and, and you have to try to uh, to work on that because once we get into something here, there's no guarantee of what's gonna what's gonna come out of that. So I think the better situation is to try to talk to people, open their eyes, get them to access, understand exactly what they're dealing with. You know, um, 
Uh, listen, I, when I have conversations with people, I hear them saying, oh, I don't care about, you know, I'm happy that they're pulling down. I, I had that conversation today where someone was <laughs> telling me that they're happy that they're taking down all the statues and stuff like that. And I was like, listen, Why? you have to be careful about symbolism. Because if someone gives you a symbol of them doing something and they're like, okay, go out here and work all your frustrations out and tear down these statues or uh, burn this flag or get rid of that thing and you'll feel better, but they don't actually do anything to make the situation better, when you tear all of that down and you still wind up in the same problem that made you mad, now what are you going to do? There's no solution in that, and that's yeah. kind of uh, my issue with what's going on. I think that it's it is going towards communism, Marxism, and uh, using the vehicle of socialism. And it is scary seeing how many people. I mean, Bernie Bernie should have won, which is is ironic and, and very scary at the same time. Is well, not the election. He he would have been the Democratic candidate. He wouldn't he have won. Would the have, he would have been the Democratic candidate, and uh, they. Stole Are you talking about this time around or last time last around? Vote. Mm-hmm. Oh, there, absolutely, he was absolutely stolen from him from 2016, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he got even more more popularity coming this time. Those people embrace they're embracing socialism, and what they don't know is that leads to communism. And I think that's what you are seeing with these anarchists coming in and and riding the coattails of the BLM. I think that uh, the BLM has been hijacked. If they had a, they're part you know, of it too. It's not they're not separate. Uh, yeah, they're all yeah. Part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as they're a all they're officer, all getting they're all getting paid. So, mm-hmm. as a police officer, I can't support anybody who wants to kill anybody, uh, let alone police officers that are there to um, Try protect. To make sense of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Walter, you were saying that some of your your uh, acquaintances were happy that they were tearing down statues. Well, now uh, Sean King, you know, has been uh, saying, "Oh, well, now we need to cancel uh, Jesus." Yeah statues and, and, and symbols in churches because he's white. I'm and not, they need to tear that down. So then No, that was me saying that. I don't think that was Walter. That was me saying that people oh, were yeah, telling yeah, me yeah, that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a real religious person. Yeah. But if they start attacking churches, I'll, they can, they, they're going to they're gonna meet some people. That's definitely coming, for sure. And if they start you know, attacking churches to do whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you have to stand up and say, you know what? Come, bring it on. Mano y mano. Because you can't let this go on. This this is this Sean White guy, whatever his name is, the guy that plays black that is white. Um, I think you're talking about Sean King, the guy who Sean founded King, yeah, uh, yeah, Black yeah, Lives yeah. Matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah or one that, of the founding. Who knows? We don't even really know. Right. It's always right. a weird thing when the people be – you should always be in doubt of an organization where the people who started it – are kind of hiding, but they're still alive. I understand if they're not alive and there's other people running it, but whoever's started it should be out front, and definitely whoever's running it should be out front so we could all figure out who they are. Uh, that's how the communists, they're, they're always out front, and then when they, mm-hmm. they become the big popo or the big mm-hmm. man, they go back in the office and they have their henchmen do the, do the dirty mm-hmm. work. Yeah. You know? Hey. But most people, I'm going to tell you guys, most people don't, including a lot of black people out there, you might not believe it, a lot of people who are looking at this are asking, why is this happening? Why are we tearing everything down? Why are we destroying these things? What is that doing? What, what, to what point are we doing that? My, my question is, how, who, who makes that decision? When, when a, like a city actually re- decides to remove, uh, something's being removed from the archives, right? Mm-hmm. Some, somebody in the government is making the decision to do that. And I don't remember anybody saying, you know, how taking a poll to see 
if if 90% of Americans want the statue there, uh, and it's just everything is crashing so fast. It, yeah. it is yeah. about dividing us. It's about I've... dividing us on so many different levels. It's the devil having his day on, on this earth. And um, it, it's I keep saying united we stand and divided we fall. Uh, and I just don't see where the glue that held us together uh, which is the flag and uh, our values. I feel like, uh, church? you know, past 20 years, of church, uh, those, those values, the glue has, uh, dissipated and we don't have anything to hold us together anymore. So I don't know. I don't see how this comes out. Um, I'm very kind of concerned, uh, for our future, honestly. I think the big thing that was holding everyone together with were the jobs. Now, obviously, people who don't have jobs didn't have jobs and don't have jobs right now. But when we got into a position where we shut down people from their everyday work of what they were doing, when we said, hey, we've got this flu virus that's a little extra virulent this year and we're going to shut everything down. I think, you know, I, I, I think that we're, it's almost like we were just setting it up. It's almost too perfect you know, for it to be a coincidence that we were setting all this up to happen. But I, I still really believe that most of the people, regardless of what their race and all that kind of stuff is, they're not out there. Look at who's tearing down the statues. Who do you actually see tearing down statues? A lot of who's dumb white people. I don't see them going down. A lot of dumb white people. The media never shows it. Yeah. Well, you have to, you have to ask yourself, well, look, when I was having this conversation today, I, um, I, I, my, my friend that was talking that stuff to me, I told him, you know what, go, let's go pull up what Malcolm X said about Democrats and Republicans. And we did that. And even he said that, look, I, he said he didn't like either one of the parties, but the ones he liked the most or disliked the most were the Democratic Party because they played this game with people of color. They played this game of, of symbols like, hey, we're here for you. We're on your side and we'll do this for you. And we'll do that for you. And they never actually did anything. They almost kind of felt like they had ownership of them or treated them like pets. And we'll just give you this and we'll give you that. But we're not really going to do anything. And part of that is like how we saw these guys uh, in Congress come out in kente cloth and do all that. My friend didn't even believe it. We know about it because we pay attention to the news. Guess what I did? I made him go pull up the news and look at it. OK, I made him go through all these things because most people out there today are just trying to actually not see everything that's happening. And sometimes you have to make them look at things and then they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this we're just getting played. There's just people feeling like we're just their pets and they'll give us the symbol. Oh, we tore all these things down. We took this down. We took that down. We changed the name of this. We changed the name of that. No more this anymore. But when you but whatever problem you still have every day, if someone's actually uh, treating you with some kind of prejudice or doing something to you because of your the skin, your skin color, they're still going to be doing it. Yeah. But people are going to go, oh, we already solved that, dude. We tore the statues down. What else do you want? Right. You know, that's 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 the kind of problem that we have. Once we go to the situation of, OK, that's it. You know, um, everyone's going to we're just going to take this there and everyone's going to start fighting. I'm not saying I don't want to do that. But once we go there, that's not like that's just like pulling a trigger. When you once you pull that trigger, you cannot recover that round that comes flying out of the barrel. Yeah. Just we just you know, all need to bear that in mind. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Diana. 
that's okay. Uh, I'm going to have to take off pretty quick. But one thing I wanted to uh, talk about was this corporate activism. I think it's probably the biggest threat to our community oh, no. and our our uh, livelihood, and nobody talks about it. And mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, um, I only learned about it last fall mm-hmm. after I testified. I went to a, a New York Times event. They had invited. Um, they had invited me to speak basically on behalf of the Second Amendment with a bunch of CEOs from Levi's, from Royal Caribbean, from um, all these big, and then there were the anti-activists. There was a couple of Parkland fathers and, of course, um, uh, other anti-type people. Mm-hmm. And their question to us was, you know, should corporate America take on activism when it comes to guns? And I'm telling you that what I heard in there was terrifying because they were of the opinion that it didn't matter how much money it cost them. It didn't matter how that they felt like they were on the tip of the spear when it comes to social justice and and gun control and gun violence, that they were usurping. They're willing to usurp the Constitution and the legislation, the legislators, in order to to, it's almost like, um, oh, what's the the Russian you uh, starts with an E or a U or control, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's super, super scary. And, and they're talking about banking or talking about, and you see it with YouTube. You mentioned it with YouTube earlier that they're censoring us to the point where they control uh, what we're doing and they, you know, shadow ban us and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's, and how they do it is like, let's say I'm a shareholder with, um, let's say Levi's. I'm a shareholder with Levi's, and I go to their board meeting and I say, I don't like that you are, you have an affiliate program with the NRA, and if you don't se- separate that relationship with them, I'm going to turn on my social justice warriors on your brand. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are a brand. What would you do? Uh, well, if, most it, of them it, are going to bow to that pressure. Well, if you had a set of if the, if, if the people in charge had a set, they look. These people that threaten these bands and all this stuff, they're like this. They're like this. In in the world, in the in the as far as buying things, they're like this. They're well, not. They're, it's like it's like. So do it. Well, what's going to happen? What's going to do? It? Turn on your social justice warriors. What's going to happen? Well, look at look around. I Most mean, companies nobody- fold. That's what happens. But what? But, yeah. but what? I mean, in a week, the the news cycles changed completely, and nobody. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I agree with it, but the proof NASCAR, is in the pudding. <laughs> NASCAR went anti-gun. I mean, yeah, I mean, and look what it's going to do to them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like football. They don't care. They lost some viewership, but they continue mm-hmm. to go on, and we don't yeah. ever recover that ground. We mm-hmm. we just lose ground, and yeah. we lose ground, and our our community keeps di- dissipating and dissipating. And it gets whittled away until we're we're going to be the minority. Yeah. And also, people become more and more scared of, of talking about these things because I've I've been hearing people losing their job over their beliefs, and that's not right. Yeah. Right. You know, the First Amendment doesn't protect oh, us. well, you outside could, you of you know, you can't government. throw you can't throw somebody out because they're gay. You can't throw them out because they're black or. But or you can do whatever. whatever you want to do to them because but, they're a gun person, though. But if I say or I don't be, like you, know. you because you're so and so, you can fire me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes. Or you can try. Answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing I would say about that. Just to answer your question, I know you don't have a lot of time here. 
Um, I would say to those corporations, if they really, if they're truly, they're in business to make money, the end result of what they're doing is no money, not because people won't buy their thing, because if we're all enveloped in a modern civil war, no one's buying anything. Let me tell you what's really going to happen. Those people that are holding them hostage because of that, then they'll come after their money. Mm -hmm. And say, you have to give us money because you're so rich and you... And I didn't get in business to be a social welfare system. Because, mm -hmm. And I don't believe anybody should be forced into that. If you want to make a $100 billion and sit on it on your bed and bury it in your bed and, and, and make a mountain, that's your world. If you want to give it away, that's your world, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. But nobody should be held hostage to I give away their money. I think companies are very scared of being canceled. We live, like we talked about earlier, we live in cancel culture, and people mm -hmm. think that Twitter is reality. And it's not. <laughs> yeah. And well, that's the scary part. These people, there's so many people that are just so uneducated. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They the couldn't tell you. Before fire starts. Yeah. yeah. I think ultimately, maybe this is what they want. Maybe they want to see like how much conviction we have for it. I know I'm not willing to live in America with any part of the Constitution removed. The Constitution as it stands now, I'm not willing to just stand by and live here as it gets dismantled. And if you start dismantling it by the Second Amendment, that that's a massive sign. And that's a massive says, sign of where you're going. First thing to go is they go after guns. Yeah, that's the very first yeah. thing. But no one but, agrees with that. If you look at Dave Chappelle, if you look at a lot of folks out there, they don't believe that. There's a person who you think probably he's on the opposite side of what we believe, and in certain instances, I'm sure he he is. But when it comes to that, he's like, hey, when that goes away. Then, then who knows where this is going? This is the funny thing about it. You might think, oh, if I just take all of these things away, that it benefits it benefits my agenda. Let's say if you're a Democrat or a liberal or something like that, it benefits my agenda. No, when you change the rules, you don't know who's going to be in charge and who they're going to use that against. Everything is cyclic, my friend. Yeah. So anyway, listen. Everything is cyclic. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to keep Diana here longer. I know she looks like she's having fun, actually. With I am having fun, and I yeah. hate to depart you, but yeah. hey, another thing before I leave you, um, the Ambassador Academy is something mm -hmm. that I started uh, last year. We just got done with our uh, the shirt I'm wearing, okay. uh, and basically, it's it it's everything that a sponsored shooter or a brand ambassador needs because I'm a one man show. This specifically talks about shooting so we have a shooting element but it doesn't have to be but we need to know how to film and edit we need to know how to uh, use social media and analytics and strategy uh, we need to know how to we need to have a portfolio so we have professional photographers uh, and we also have a huge element of being on camera being in front of an interviewer or a podcast or and talking about the Second Amendment. So if anybody is interested in that, uh, please give the Ambassador Academy training. Ambassador Academy was already taken, so I had to put training in there too. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're on social media, and we're also at pro3gunner.com, uh, P-R-O, the number three, gunner.com, ambassador. And then uh, the DC Project, obviously, dcproject.info. I want to give a little shout-out to that. And if anybody wants to join or support, whatever, uh, we would love to have it. Women for Gun Rights. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Diane Moeller. I appreciate you coming through. We'll try to share uh, Joanna's info with you. We're not going to give you Walter's info at all. I'm sure. Not. I'm just kidding. 
my, my wife is the CEO of our company. So, yeah. No, I am just kidding. I'm just kidding. But it was great. It was great having you on. Hopefully, I know you've got some family uh, things going on right now that you have to deal with. So uh, hopefully, once you've got all those things sorted out and you're not so busy, we can get you to come back on here with the people because we really appreciate everything that you're doing. And we want to be able to at least play our part in helping you out in, uh, on your mission. I'd love to. Next time I'm in Orlando, I want you guys to come meet up with us. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll try, we'll try to make that happen. Okay? Okay. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> We're out. You're out. We're still here. The the uh, myself Joanna and Walter and myself we're gonna still be here continuing continuing this conversation. Oh, I like I like uh, Yoda in the background with the hat on there. Oh, yeah. we got we we did some redecorating. Joanna, <laughs> hold on. Let me go here to. Uh, oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Is that actual a real uh, <clears throat> going back there? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Can't touch it, but. Yeah. We, always, we always have one in, on yeah. sort of kind of view. It's like a yeah, Easter egg. Nice, uh, what I wanted to say about this whole conversation about the communists is, and these young people, none of them has really, they're all of this age where none of the, the world really isn't dominated or there's not that battle between good and evil anymore. Okay, there's North Korea, there's Cuba. Cuba's a useless, you know, tits on a boar hog thing. They're not, they're not a threat to anybody. But... They haven't experienced, they haven't seen that, or they don't have family members that have been exposed to all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So they just think that this Marxism and socialism, that's so nice. I'll get my stuff, and I'll have my internet, and I'll have, and you know what? First thing the commies do when they come into power, they're going to shut down all the media. Yeah. but Everything, a everything. A, a perfect example of this, Walter, would be um, the situation that's happening in the... Uh, Chop zone, or I don't know what the hell. I think it's well, uh, chop zone. I think that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people getting uh, murdered in there. You right. know, there's lots of uh, yeah, there's lots of bad things going on. Basically, it's a dictatorship. This is, this well, is what happens. This well, is what happens. Well, welcome to this. Yeah. The, but all of but but that could become all of America one day, and that's what I'm saying. I like I at some point, that. I'm not worried about that. I I'm not super worried about it either. But the, but people out there who just think you just get everything for free. You know, well, and we we've we've got a we've got a, I would say you know there's not just twenty year olds but there's some thirty year olds too mm -hmm. that think that 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 they're owed something. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm alive, I'm breathing. Why does he have more than me? I I, I should have that. Why do it's, why do you have a nice car and I don't? You know, because was, we gave out too many participation awards. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, my son who's twenty eight now, twenty seven, will. When he was younger, he mm -hmm. he was going to try soccer. You know, mm -hmm. He played soccer, and they did that same thing, and that turned him off. Mm -hmm. That you know, like eleven or twelve or whatever. It's like you know, hey, I I didn't win. Why am I getting a trophy for? You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, and it's like everybody doesn't. Everybody shouldn't get a trophy. Either the first place person, and then the rest of you are last. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like or, no. I mean, you know, you know, and then you work to be first. Right. Um, I'm just trying to figure out. So, by the way, there's uh, I haven't really with uh, Diana here. We got really got it was a great conversation, by the way. That was pretty awesome. But I think I'm kind of missing what's going on in the chat. I don't know what's up with uh, Stephen Hyatt. Looks like he's having some uh, troubles or whatever. Uh, if you want to explain what's going on there to me or catch me up to it, then uh, I'll be happy to hear about that. Um, yeah, but that was a good conversation. Hopefully, we'll get her back. Uh, there's We've still got an hour here that we could talk about anything you guys uh, 
want to. Weston Probe says that BLM is vacating CHOP as fast as they can. Uh, Villain Trucker 26 is laughing. Participation awards. Um, well, the BLM's leaving because they didn't get a participation award. <laughs> it's like... Things I also heard that mm. one of the people who got shot is suing the cops for not coming. Oh, come on. I don't know how true that is. That's what I heard on the grapevine today. They're suing the cops be... for not coming? Good luck with that. Yeah. That's yeah. Just... Because, yeah. you know, it used to be when I was growing up, you'd see on a police car a lot of times, it'd say, to serve and protect. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, legally, it ain't about either one. <laughs> they're, they're there to enforce the law. They're not there to protect you. They're not going to protect you. Ask a woman that's getting beaten up. Mm-hmm. They're not going to help her until she gets beaten up. Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately, they're not there to stop things. They're there to catch bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that's what people... It's funny how the how the, the leftists in the chop, drop, bop, whatever zone it is, expect the popo to come in and save them when... I thought they were against the popo. Yeah, you have to decide what you want. You, you know, you got to decide well, what you want and... I really feel like a lot of these people, uh, you know, they're LARPing, you know, live action role playing. They think that this is all fun and games until like, oh, oh, no, I actually got shot. You know, oh. it's like, you, what are you going to do? It's, it's, it's all fun until someone gets hurt. And now, right. exactly. you know, yep. and I feel like uh, I feel like this this is what it took for Seattle to say, let's crack down and get rid of these people. Well, I mean, Seattle many, opened up the Seattle. The, so the mayor there opened this up, right? Opened everyone in yeah. her in her city up to this. And then obviously, there's people who live there, probably own property there. Honestly, if it was me, even if I'm leaving everything behind, I'm freaking leaving because this is the conversation I have with you guys all the time. Everyone could talk all the the bravado that they want to. You, if if, if the police pull out and you're left with uh, these thugs and gangsters and stuff like that. You're probably not going to make it that long. So the best thing for you is get the hell out of there and survive and then deal with it later if you're on your own. It's going to take more than you. You know, one of the things about having a lot of guns is people think, well, I got a lot of guns. You only have two hands. And I haven't seen anyone. I try it all the time. I try two fisting guns. Doesn't It's not, not so great. So ultimately, yeah. if you're there on your own, you got to get out. And these people opened you up to this, and you you really just need to think about that. Seattle's always been a hub of when the anarchists start to rally, and the and you know all the people that are protesters, they've always just kind of looked the other way, and you know, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, the the real test will be if the Seattle mayor gets reelected. If Seattle mayor gets reelected, and the people in Seattle are brain fucking dead. Yeah. Sorry. This well, I think it's the same thing if you look at New York City. If same what's his thing. name? They uh, do it every year. What the hell they is the name of the mayor of New York City? Went out of my mind. Um, De Blasio. De Blasio. If De Blasio gets elected, but I could tell you the feeling from people in the, in New York City, they're pretty pissed off well, at the way be. a lot of things. Have good. Of course, they should be. Uh, should I think be. for that matter, we should be pissed off here in this country, regardless of who's responsible. There's lots of responsible parties here. Uh, in some cases, Trump. <laughs> lots of people in the administration and other people that just like uh, you know. Uh, just pushed us in this direction of, of what's happening now where we're pretty much trying to, like, you know, press the reset button on the country, and it's not a very uh, positive thing. Stephen Hyatt, let me get to what he was saying. He says, I was diagnosed with cancer, and with all this COVID and what the country is going through right now, I don't know how long I will be here. I'm sorry to hear that, Stephen. Um, yeah, sucks. 
It does. Uh, hopefully, we're doing something to help entertain and educate you here. I would say that um, regardless of what's going on, try to try to get yourself treated and deal with that situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fight for your yeah. rights. Don't lose yeah. the mental battle. Keep keep your spirits up. Fight every day. Um, that's the important thing. I, and I would pass that message on to everyone else. It's not over. And we're not fighting until, like, we're actually, you know, we're not full-fledged fighting until we actually are. And there is a no, I, there is a possibility to bring all this back, and you know we might see some of that there, here. There's a very small percentage of real estate that's been involved in this. Mm -hmm. You look at the whole country, you know, very small little little specks, little spockets, little little mm -hmm. things over there. So it's not widespread. It's not everywhere. It's not in mm -hmm. the middle of Kansas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. What yeah. worries me, though, is that a lot of people are trying to, uh, you know, get away from the problems and they're all very city based. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the, you're going to see uh, start seeing the same thing we've been seeing with California, where they've been moving to Texas, and then turning that red state, you know, purple oh, yeah. and, and blue. You know, if all these people are like, let's get out of New York City, let's get out of Seattle. It's like, where are they going? I keep hearing people saying, well, let's just move out into rural as well. They're going to spread their. Yeah, we don't want we don't necessarily ideas. want you in the country. Thank you very much. They're going to spread their cancer. <laughs> You know, like some people move to Florida because there's no taxes and it's warm, and but they don't, they they still bring that liberal attitude here. Like, you know, like, they don't need any guns. Um, you know, I was like, oh, well, hello, Florida was really really nice the way it, it used to be. I think so. Um, this is this is my opinion here, obviously, but I think people do that coming from other countries, Right. People come to America from other countries because they want the freedom and the opportunity and everything that exists here in America. And it's not it's far, far from perfect. I don't think there's any perfect place, probably closer than most places on the face of the planet. But you leave all these other countries like my family left Guyana, which was freaking terrible, still terrible, beautiful place, beautiful people. But, um, you know, the, uh, socialism doesn't really. Uh, do that much in the end for the for the population may might do a lot for the few people that lead everyone else but not really that much so you come to america and then you try to you know that you came here for the awesomeness but then you try to bring that nonsense over here well that's not, not everybody that's not all, that's not everybody in south florida we have a very small pocket of red mm -hmm. or you know, freedom-loving, mm -hmm. um, because we have a large population of Cubans who still remember um, what what it was like in Cuba, and now Venezuelans. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've seen a lot of, of, of that don't, you know, don't forget where we came from message coming, but mm -hmm. it's not enough to counteract all the mm -hmm. other blue stuff going on. Yeah, New York here. and yeah. everywhere yeah. else, yeah. Yeah, Florida Gun says they come to America to find their queen. He's talking about coming to America, the movie. Oh, get it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. You know, um, um, listen, <laughs> I think that what about their kids? This is the thing. This is where the danger always is. So like for me, my parents in, in my particular situation, my parents, I think, were still pretty much socialists. I got to say that. I mean, I think I remember my parents had uh, some kind of like communist membership or something like that being in Guyana. Right. I don't think you, you really not a lot of choices with that. And they obviously left there to wind up here in America after moving around a lot. But for but the indoctrination and the programming, a lot of that was still there, I think. But me as their kid, I have it less. 
right? I'm like uh, not the first generation born here, but kind of like growing up here and all that stuff. What you have to worry about is what do like my kids do? You know, do they act like a lot of America? This is a problem. A lot of Americans are creating this problem. And well, a lot of Americans of different have. colors are creating the problems that we're dealing with. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It, it depends on how much you talk to them about how much, how it was in the old country. Like, mm -hmm. I'm first generation. Um, my mom's Colombian from a rural area. My dad's Dominican. You know, it's very third world. And mm -hmm. I feel like this is a, a lot of first generation um, kids from from Hispanic, Latino, you know, countries, it depends on how their parents raise them. If they're, you know, raising them with the, this is how bad it was, you know, you grow up very patriotic um, and just, you know, very freedom loving because you know how it is. You know, if I was born in another country, I'd probably be, you know, picking coffee beans for a living, you know? <laughs> Maybe. So I, I, you gotta, I you gotta appreciate it. Yeah. 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 I, you know, yeah. I doubt that you, I always tell, if I was still living in Nigeria, for example, I would have probably uh, put together my own little militia and try to take over the country. So I'll either be dead or alive. <laughs> yeah, it's not when you try to do that, it's not guaranteed you're actually gonna uh, <laughs> you're gonna actually live through that. <laughs> if my parents' family would have stayed in Poland after World War II, who knows? You know, yeah, you, know you don't you don't know. But I mean, I'm first I think, generation too, actually. Yeah, I think the people. It's a good question. It's a good question. We, we, it's, it's tough to tell. Like at this point, it's tough to tell. I know, I agree with you. That's why I live in the country. You know, um, I, my kids, even though they don't, you guys don't see them all the time. I think they um, are pretty much going down the path of myself and Lola, you know, in terms of how we think and how we look at things. And I think they understand that. When you're young, when you're young, you're always different. Yeah, I don't right? think, the, I don't think the, when I was 17, 18, I don't think the way I, I, now I don't think like I was when I was 17 yeah, or 18, yeah. at least uh, yeah. in general. But, but you've seen a lot more things since then, too. Yeah. So in, Well, I imagine a 17-year-old, uh, you know, blonde Walter Keller with the flowing locks before <laughs> some of the locks kind of faded a little, disappeared. <laughs> they went, yeah, they was, went to the missing in action. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you, because uh, I heard you had like a gold chain and all that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you had other well, things. I'll never live that down, I'll never live that down. Yeah. No, um, it's just, I just want to see the picture. Peggy told me about it, and I'm like, <laughs> Peggy, you have to show me this picture. I really want to see this. <laughs> but yes, when you're young, you, you don't, you know, you just not think. Yeah, you know, when perspective you, is different. Yeah, it really hits you when you start working and paying taxes. Well, you have to pay it for your own way. <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually when I started becoming more uh, conservative, at least fiscally conservative, when I started making money and paying taxes and then, you know, turn around and see uh, who wasn't paying taxes or something. Uh -huh. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't fair. How much? 30 percent. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Or so, you go to the grocery store and you're standing in line and you're buying just minimal stuff and there's somebody ahead of you pulls out. They're flipping through their welfare check things mm -hmm. or the EBT cards. And they're and they're getting steak and everything yeah, else. And I'm not, I'm not getting steak, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. hey, that's just life yeah. in the big city, I guess. All these kinds of things mess with you, you know. I remember my son, uh, and they went to school here in Gainesville, so um, and their school actually was part of uh, University of Florida. It's pretty communist, pretty damn communist school, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but anyway, they went to this school and there was a trip. And so he was working to sell, I think he was selling candy or something 
to go on this trip. And he actually did pretty well. He had his trip paid off. And then the teacher said, no, 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 no. This money that you raised doesn't go to you. Your parents have money, so you have to pay to go on the trip. This money is going to another kid who doesn't have the money to go on the trip. Well, they made a huge mistake that day because he learned like that. He was like, what? I would have been me. When I was that age, I would have said, this sucks. That would have came out of my mouth just like that. Yeah, they were mad. Yeah. They were pretty mad about that. And so I think, you know, kids are looking at things that are happening. We just, it's tough for, they're not reacting the way necessarily we want to. I think you guys don't have kids, right? Mm -hmm. You guys don't have, are you planning on having any kids? I'm not being judgy. I'm not trying to push the kids (laughs) on you, the babies. Can Rolando get some babies? Basically. (laughs) We'll see what happens with, uh, can you give up K-pop long enough for Rolando (laughs) Actually, one. <laughs> one of those K-pop guys died the other day. Yeah, yeah, they did. My mom doesn't know that. I I didn't know who it was. Apparently, uh, my mom called me very worried. She's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Why? Yeah. What's wrong?" She's like, "One of your one of your boys died." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Then, I oh, thought about oh, you too God. when I saw that. I can't remember who it was. I was like, "Oh, Joanna must know who this K-pop guy was." Like 28 though, or something. I mean, it, there's that- a very large um, problem with suicide in in Korea. So that's like. The, that's like the fifth or sixth, you know, artist that's killed themselves in the last five years. A lot of pressure. Yeah. It's probably a lot of pressure. You got to look like a girl all the damn time. <laughs> if you're 28 years old, you know, a lot of that's going away. The beard's got to be starting to come in. You can't keep looking like a chick. How long do you, you know, you got to start taking whatever Michael Jackson drugs. All of them are really pale. I noticed that. I don't know. How that's, 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 okay. that's, 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 that's makeup. Yeah, let me stop. Yeah, I know you're suffering. I don't want to come down on you, Joanna, in your moment of, uh, of sadness for the lost K-pop. I mean, you didn't even know who this guy was, right? No, I didn't know. See, I, I transitioned out of that baby question. See how fast I yeah. moved out of that? Puerto Rican okay. Pistolero is laughing. I don't know what he's laughing at, but he's laughing at some, some part of this conversation. But yeah, to answer the baby question, I think this world's a little bit too crazy right now. Um, so we're going to, we, we've put off the conversation for a few years. So. Really? I want to make sure the world doesn't burn down first. Um, uh, I, listen, let me look. let me tell you. Oh, go ahead, Walt. You say you're. It's always going to be conflict. Absolutely. Yeah, but I don't want you know have can a two year old during a civil war. That would suck. Can I tell you uh, something? Uh, well, whether there is or there isn't, uh, you know, if you ever sit, a, have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? No. Okay, you and Rolando need to sit your little butts down. Okay, and you need to watch Idiocracy together. Okay? okay, and the reason why I'm telling you this, the opening of the movie, you will see that there's a very intelligent couple there in the beginning of this movie, Idiocracy, and they're very they're professionals, <laughs> and so they say to themselves, you know, I think we're too young to have kids. We don't want to bring kids into this world right now. We'll do it sometime later. So then it fast. So so then they show like basically a Britney Spears type chick, and her boyfriend who are living like you know Trailer Park and all that. And they're just having babies. They're just, that chick's sitting there and the babies are popping out. So then they fast forward to like 10 years later. And the, the, the professional couple, the dude is dead and gone. <laughs> and then the chick is there and lonely. I'm not trying to say this is going to happen to you. I'm not trying to put that bad uh, juju on you. But basically, they passed their moment to have babies. Guess who had all the babies? Britney Spears. <laughs> the, the trailer chick. The, yeah, the trailer. The trailer. <laughs> Those people 
had all the babies. I have a safety net, though. I, I, had, I did uh, in vitro fertilization, and I have a, a, a freezer full of, of little frozen babies for if I ever need them. So um, I, apparently I can have those again. I can have those up until I'm like 50, apparently. You, yeah, okay. Listen, here's what I think. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> Have your kids when you're young because kids yeah. are actually the most valuable thing you could do. I don't regret. I remember when Lola and I, I guess to people we started kind of young. I don't really believe so. I think I was like 20. How old was I when we started having kids? Lola, like 25, 26, something like that? That's um, old. Yeah, to me that's old. But we had our kids. They're all grown up now. I'm like 48 years old. My boys are 20 and 21 years old. They are the best thing I ever did. Most valuable thing. It was a crazy time for us. We didn't have any kind of money. If you sit there and you think like, oh, I got to have a certain amount of money. Things have to be really good. You know, we need the good folks like yourself to actually have babies and we need the knuckleheads <laughs> to stop having the babies. <laughs> that trailer trash, damn it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. This is how we actually need it to be. That, that, that's an observation I made too. There's some folks that want to have children so bad mm -hmm. and they just can't. And I, and then there's other people that just pop them out like, like, mm -hmm. like you know, ping, 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 ping. I, I don't know what it is, you know. Popping out know the babies. It's, you know, I don't know if it's, so a, it's, it's if called it's good a, hips. <laughs> well, that that plays a part in it too. It's very but important. I don't know if, don't know if it's uh, the lack of, uh, you know, I don't. Know. It, it's a strange thing, you know. People yeah. that can afford them and everything else that can't seem to have them sometimes, and other people that can't afford them will pop them out like. Yeah. You know what I think that was, is that was my sister. She was uh had her one and only child at 46, 45. That's when she had the baby? Ooh. Yeah, that's when she had her baby. And that's it's, when that inspired me. I was like, "Oh, let me ooh. not be my sister." So she's going to be, sure. be yeah, she's going to be like 70 or something when that kid. That's risky though. I mean, ooh. you know, yeah. you know, um not for not so much for the woman but for the kid. So um, Yeah. But yeah. hey, you know what? Yeah, listen, we're not the boss of you. If you don't nope, want to have nope. children, if you want to have children, you want to have 20 children, just name one of them Hank Strange. That's all I care about. <laughs> First name Hank, middle name Strange. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know. uh, listen, you could do your thing. I just think that a lot of times we, the biggest mistake that smart people make is they outthink themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you think about things too much. Yeah. Yes. Big mistake that we make, you know? Overthink things. Yeah, don't overthink it. But kids are the most valuable things. And uh, the good people, the, the good, hardworking, honest, uh, patriotic people, those are the people that need to have the kids. All those people out there tearing shit down, their parents didn't need to have any kids. <laughs> they need to run them through that, that like... Uh x-ray machine before they leave the police <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> that's from our history that's yeah. a history lesson yes uh, so where's Rolando on all this what's his uh, he's not here obviously you mean on, on what what's his thing um, what's his thing on having the babies is he trying to have babies is this what's I going feel on? like uh, he's pretty ambivalent so okay. I think he could you know he'd be happy with a few cats uh, I think uh, if we the cats belong to Rolando, <laughs> they do. They really do. I really oh. think they do, because uh, they there's uh, well the cats like him more. So oh. just leave it there. <laughs> they like him more, but that doesn't mean they're his cats. <laughs> they're still legal, like Hank says. They're still legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no matter. I'm I don't care, man. Cats are only good outdoors. 
I'm fine with cats. Well, to me, I think every animal needs to be outdoor. I'm the only animal that needs to live indoors. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. Actually, yeah. so. <laughs> I make uh, enough mess on my own. I don't need to pick I'm up telling you. Right. I'm telling you, man. Um, we're bonding, though. We're, we're bonding. Okay. With getting better. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, when I, got, when I met my wife, she had a cat. Mm-hmm. And this cat was a devil cat. They all are. They all. And are. I just would sometimes just be minding my own business, sitting there, and it would attack me. Yeah. You know, and and, and that just ain't right. You know? um, <laughs> I don't trust a cat for no. I don't trust cats for any reason. You know, when you're minding your own business and you get attacked. <laughs> yeah. That's no, bad. have you ever had? Uh, you're sleeping, and you mm. get attacked. Oh mm. no, no. I would not fall asleep with a cat in my house. No way. <laughs> There's uh, that no way cat I'm got doing a couple that. flying lessons. That's all I got. To say, so. No, cats, <laughs> they're sneaky, man. They are sneaky. They're really sneaky. If if cats were bigger, they would just hunt us. Well, oh, they, they totally they would. Evolved they from, totally they would. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what they evolved from, you know. Look at a, yeah. But once that cat got put outside, it was mm-hmm. fixed. It got put outside, it was happy. They got to go fight with other cats and do yeah. all that stuff, and it was happy. Yeah. Most most animals want to live outdoors, man. They want to live out in... Uh... You know what I saw the other day? This is completely a uh, uh, different thing. But I actually saw... I believe it was a hawk. There was a hawk on my property. You guys yeah. ever see? You should. That's... You ever see? They, they hang right in my... They're up in the trees in my front yard. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, I took a picture of one, but I don't know if it will really come out here. Let me see if I could... Let me see. I'll run this in here from my phone. So you guys tell me what you think that is. I really believe that was a hawk. And he was up there in this tree. Look at how big that is compared to those branches of what I'm showing. You probably see this here in a second, Walter. I am oh. pretty sure that's a hawk. And he was eating like a squirrel or something up there. Well, that's, 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 yeah. that's, that's the circle of life, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, which I thought. By my, was- shop, by my shop, there's a big cell tower. And every mm-hmm. year when the eagles come to nest, bald eagles come and nest in the cell tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to have little, you don't want to let your little puppy dog or something run around out in the space where the eagles are flying because tear them up. Yeah, yeah. and those things sit on the ground sometimes. They're like three foot tall, you know. Yeah. We had a, a couple of bald eagles that just decided to come to my mom's neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there like visiting, and I'm like, is that a a bald uh, eagle yeah. uh, on that house? And I went and got my binoculars. It was. My mm-hmm. mom was like. Yeah, they've been eating all the tiny baby ducks. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, they eat yeah. all the rats. Nature, food. son, nature. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's th- America, bald eagle, America. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that, um, yeah, that's the cool. That's what I like about living out there. Like I saw that thing out there. I was trying to get video and get get in close, but the minute I opened my door. So I took that picture from inside the house because the minute I opened the door, he took off. But he was up there eating something. I'm just looking at him and I thought, man, this is amazing. This is why I I love living in the country. I think the story is true, but I heard that back when the founding fathers were trying to think of pick a bird Mm -hmm. to be like the, the country's bird. I think Ben Franklin wanted to pick like the turkey or something. Oh, my God. Some strange. We would have been doomed. America would have been doomed if it would have gone with the turkey. I mean, I like Ben Franklin because he was kind of a wild-ass guy, but yeah. <laughs> no, um, we didn't need to go with the turkey. Uh, yeah. That is one ugly bird. Uh, I'm sure you guys turkey? have seen it, but I, I didn't actually uh, see a real wild turkey until maybe like a few years ago. I was in Tennessee yeah. in uh, the Smoky Mountains, and we had our 
yet we brought a fancy, you know, long scope or something to check out the wildlife. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I got to zoom in on these turkeys. They are hideous. <laughs> they got like hair on their chest and this like thing that's, oh, I don't know. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it does not look like, I'm like, the pilgrims must have been really hungry to go, that looks appetizing. <laughs> um, the only bird uglier than them is all those um, vultures. Buzzard? Yeah, like those, yeah, those, I guess they're buzzards, right? And those yeah, are vultures. big. Those are big. Those are big, and those things are pretty smart. Like, I see those things dragging uh, stuff onto the road so you can run over it because they like the meat ran over. Really? You've never Stop seen them out. do that? I know. I, I know I've, I've spent one time going to your place, I think, coming up 19. You've seen them do along. it? No, this, these buzzers were in the road. Yeah. That's when I, that's when I hit the one. Oh. And the oh and the and the buzzard waited too long to take off, man. Yeah. Well, the reason why they were in the road, I've seen them do this. They like to drag. So let's say there's a carcass of something out there. They like to drag it. Like I've seen them dragging it out onto the road. And then they like the cars to go by and run it and over. crush it and run it over and then they get better access. Well, I mean they're yeah. think about it. They're scavengers, so they already have the mentality or the mm-hmm. instinct of saving energy. Mm-hmm. by killing something that's already dead. Well, why not have it a little bit more tenderized? Easier to, yeah. Yeah, 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 easier to access. Chime in yeah. with, let me know if you ever, because this is my observation. Maybe I'm the only human being to ever observe this. Therefore, it will be called the Hank Strange phenomenon. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> that's almost as bad as, you, have you read the articles, you know, <laughs> that, that certain members of the Senate got classified uh, briefing on the UFO thing. Mm-hmm. And some of them went away, and they were they were they were shaken. They were they it got to their it, it got them upset. Really, because they admitted yeah. to them that there's aliens. That they don't, well no not that uh-huh. there's no admitting of aliens. They admitted that you don't, don't know what it, you don't know what it is. Oh, they don't know what it is. They're scared. They know yeah. what it is. Well, that's what people are saying. I'm sure the the Pentagon's got a pretty good idea. They know what it is. The fact that they let us know that there's aliens definitively and that there definitely were UFOs means that's the tip of the iceberg. There's got to be a whole bunch of stuff that we're about to find out. Did you read the book Childhood's End? Did anyone ever hear of that book? It's from, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's from Arthur C. Clarke. Read that book, Childhood's End. It's about aliens. Not a, it's not a long book. Very good book. Uh, basically talks about what would happen if aliens actually came here and how. And I think it's a very realistic. I don't think I've ever seen them make Childhood's End into a movie. But um, it's pretty. It's a pretty good book. So I'm going to get this comment in for Mr. Lovell, Walter. He says, hey, Walter, let me intern with you. I don't care if I have to clean toilets. I just want to be close enough to smell gunpowder and look over your shoulder when your genius is at work. He's trying. He, this is not the first time. He's asked this before. I, I know, I know, I know. Well, let me just give Mr. Lovell a little advice today. You know how hot it was out today? <laughs> Walter has now, no AC in the main in, shop. In the front area of the shop where I sit, there's air conditioning. In the, in the area where we like do assembly work, there's air mm-hmm. conditioning. But out in the shop where the machines and stuff are, there's no air conditioning. Where Peggy's at in her area, there's air conditioning. Yeah, It was nine. I know today outside at one point it was 97 when I looked at my computer. Today was my phone. bad. Today was a bad In the day shop, in it was probably pushing 100 degrees inside the shop. So yeah, it was hot as all get out. My, uh, my AC would not, it took a while for my AC to kick in. In the house? No, in the car. Oh, the car, okay. Yeah, and it's pretty, I mean, that AC is kicking in the car. I usually have it like dialed up. And I was dialing, I was like, what, what's <laughs> happening today? Today's a rough day. 
It really was. Yeah. It was a bad day out there. And it's uh, supposed to get hotter as the weekend approaches. So yeah, uh, that's going to uh, be interesting. And it's that's only June. It's only June, man. Yeah, well, I didn't I even realize we hit summer. I think the the whole pandemic thing like distracted me enough that I didn't even feel the approach of the season. And I'm like, oh, it's the summer solstice already because it was eight o'clock. It was eight o'clock and the sun was still out down mm -hmm. here. Oh, yeah. it was the other night. I look out the window and it's you know about quarter to nine, and you could still. It wasn't dark, dark, but it wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's what you, you're telling him. This is what he has to, he has to be willing to I, basically live in an American sweatshop. <laughs> and in the wintertime, it's like Stalingrad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cold. Stalingrad was cold. And, yeah. you know, probably hot in the in summer, too. But anyways, yeah. I... I I don't have enough right now to keep somebody else busy, busy, mm -hmm. um, right at the moment. So, um, and I, I don't want. Yeah, I is don't Mr. Want Lovell in? Is he even in? Uh, are you in? Uh, He's around here. Yeah. He's oh, he is. Here. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. He wanted me to mount some sights on an AR-15 barrel, and I've never. I'm not saying I haven't done it, but I haven't done it for somebody else, and I and I really don't want to experience messing up somebody else's stuff. So I. Oh, okay. I, de I, I declined. I understand. So, um, yeah. Brick says uh, buzzards are nature's janitors. They're trying to tear it by dragging it. Oh, there. Not to let you run over it, laugh out loud. Oh, no. These bastards, they want people. I've <laughs> seen them do it. They drag it out there and cars run over it and then they pull it back. I've seen it. Well, this one that was in the road, I, I was going along and it, they wait till the last second to take off and mm -hmm. smack, broke, broke, the, broke the, uh, mm -hmm. the grill in the suburban. He might have just been getting was, tired, Walter. And he might have been an old dude. Ate him. His yeah, buddies ate him. he was probably an old dude. He just committed suicide by suburban. <laughs> I know I mean, Walter showed up at my house with feathers all over his. Yeah, there were feathers in the grill. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, uh, what is happening? Um, yeah, I didn't do it on purpose because one time in the, my Pinsgauer, I was going come. We were driving on this road in the middle of the one of the nature preserve things or mm -hmm. national. State forest and another buzzer did the same thing. He was on the side of the road mm -hmm. and he took off and I missed him by inches from hitting the Pinsgauer windshield. So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, damn things. You know, yeah. Bless their hearts. They're nature's garbage, man. But, you know, oh, yeah. I don't want to kill. Uh, let's see here. I'm just trying to look through the chat, see what else we have uh, going on here. Uh, Chris Bullis says, how's the weather supposed to be down he there for 4th of July? I'm not sure. Fourth of July is too far away yet, but typically it'll rain. Yeah. At some point it'll rain during the day. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. That's the, uh, that rain weather where you have like every day raining around like two or three and then it goes to back to being sunny. Yeah. Well, w we usually get the afternoon stuff and it comes through in the afternoon and cool things off, but when it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Tanky5000 says they drop prey off cliffs too. And some smartass, I can't remember who it was, some smartass says, do they have gills? Do the birds have gills? Some, I'm trying to see who said that here. One of these guys. Some smartass. <laughs> uh, I can't see. There's just like so much chat. If you guys haven't smashed the thumbs ups already, please do so. Smash the thumbs ups here. We appreciate that. We're only going to be, so today's, tonight is the last night for this week. And then there's no show for the rest of the week. We'll be back next week. I'm taking a couple of days off. Actually, tomorrow is one of my son's birthday, so i got to hang out with the boys and uh, take care of other stuff. 
So that's why we like do in triple like duty. To, yeah, I like to record this, make this in the record like they do in, in the Senate and Congress. Oh boy, this was three days in a row for me. Yes, Walter. You know what, Walter? I think I gave okay. you one of these patches. Right? Oh, okay. Yes, I these. did. I got one finally. There you go. Boom. That's for, your, for yeah. that's for your extra duties. <laughs> oh, so I get another one? Uh, no, the one I gave you already. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Uh. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. If you're good, if you're good. We'll see next week. It depends. <laughs> so, Joanna, what's what's been up with you? What's What yeah. have you been up to since the last time uh, that you've been on here? Actually, uh, a lot of local stuff for me. Um, mm -hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, I went to National Range Day um, at a range, uh, local range down here to support the event. Mm -hmm. And I ended up meeting a lot of local, um, you know, uh, instructors, uh, which was really cool. And I linked up with a few of them. Um, I've been thinking about getting uh, certified as an instructor just to, I don't know if I'd want to do it as a business, maybe I might, but I definitely want to do some pro bono work. Um, with one of them, we were talking about there being a lack of Spanish-speaking, fluent Spanish-speaking instructors. So um, he was interested in teaming up with me so he could get more people trained up on that, get them their CCWs. Um, and then with the girls, there was a few girls in, in, in the group we linked up and we started to talk about, um, it was not my idea, but I'm, I'm, I think it's great. Uh, they want to do a boot camp for women's, um, like a weekend to get people, you know, get their CCW, some medical certifications, CPR, oh, cool. drama stuff. Do it all at we one time. Smash it all in one weekend and it's, uh, mm -hmm. four of us. So that's the project we were working on. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just heard that the COVID numbers are going up in mm -hmm. Dade and, and Homestead uh, range is where we're thinking about having it. Uh, may or may not have closed down now again. Um, details are a little sketchy on that, but apparently Miami's kind of freaking out again. Mm -hmm. um, I so think COVID numbers are going up in Florida in general. I would say, well, actually around the country in general, because mm -hmm. we open up. I mean, this is what you have to expect. Uh, I don't think... Uh, I don't think it's a terrible thing, except obviously if you're the one who's getting it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can't. We can't stop everything again. Yeah. Yeah. Those some people. Uh, once, like I said before, if, if this wouldn't be going on like it is if it wasn't election year. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I guess stay is, stay tuned to see what we figure out, but we're pushing forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me see. Before I'm going to get back into that here in a second. John Crump gave us uh, two bucks here. He says, "Where's my patch?" Uh, John. Hey, John. I'll sell you one for twenty. Hankstrange.com, or you could buy one from Walter, but oh, it'll be no. cheaper over at Hankstrange.com. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Chris Bullis says he has one of those. Um, uh, Lola says we appreciate you, Walter. There you go. Lola showing the love. Armament and Axes gave us two bucks. He says, "Where's my patch?" Now everybody's, <laughs> everyone's going to know. <laughs> it's at HankStrange.com, people. There you go. Yeah. You so, go. so cool. It's been, it's been, have things been getting a little, little bit busy for you here, getting a little bit more involved in the community? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Now that I met a bunch of people in, in the two counties, tri-county area for us, mm -hmm. uh, it's been, it's been great because we've been wanting to get more into the local community. Um, I also got a contacts at 
the local universities, my alma mater, mm-hmm. and a couple others down here. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to be, if there's class in the fall, we don't know yet, mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely paving the way to getting some uh, time in front of college kids. And, and that's my goal, too, to get them uh, educated on their rights. And, you know, there's a lot of conservative groups down there in the, in the universities, but, mm-hmm. you know, they need to, you know, be educated on on how important advocacy for themselves, advocating for their own rights and, and joining and, and donating to groups that do the uh, lawsuits against the states that are trying to infringe on our rights is. So hopefully that's on the, in the pipeline for me. Okay, very good. Uh, and good, um, like with this assault weapons ban they're trying to push, you know, it's like, oh God, you know. I, I, some people say, you know, they don't want to be political, but you have to be aware of what's going on. It's all the two are meshed together. You can't, you can't be a, you can't be a gun rights person and not be political. It's not, it, it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I keep hearing people say that they don't have to be, uh, but I just, I, I just can't wrap my mind around it. Uh, it doesn't work. I think you listen. I would agree with the fact that you don't have to be. It's an it's probably an eventual place that you're going to wind up, and that's why a lot of people are resistant to it. Look, I wish we had um, uh, we didn't have this two party system thing that we have going on. I think unfortunately uh, the independents or libertarian party isn't very welcoming or opening to our message. Uh, I think Lola was saying, actually, I have to, I'm going to be, is it next week or something? I'm going to be talking to the Libertarian Party in Orlando, if that's still going on. I'm not sure. Right, Lola? I don't know if she's even here. I didn't, I didn't she might not be here. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to be, um, I was invited by uh, Antonio Okafor and GOA to, um, to do something with the Libertarian Party. But I think a lot of gun people, you, you come to this eventual... Understanding. So let's say uh, a lot of folks out there that are new are Democrats, right? They get into guns. They might still stay Democrats. And w- but as, they, as they're going on and they start developing their awareness of guns and like, okay, well, I want to have this gun. I, I want to have that gun. And then people are like, no, you can't do that. That's illegal now. This is, you know, there's a problem with this. You got thing. a background check. Well, I didn't <laughs> know there was a background check. What do you mean I can't leave yeah. with it? Well, your people. Yeah. Your people. Well, eventually you start, it, it, starts you, it starts you thinking and, and, and moving in that direction. I'm not trying to say you have to go over there. There's lots of people that are gun people that are not switching parties. But, um, you know, and, and I don't, to be honest with you, if I was sitting here right now and you were asking me if the Republican Party is really doing something for the Second Amendment, I would probably tell you no. I mean, not, well, I, and I'm not probably more, more than Democrats for sure, but. But it's beyond it's beyond guns too. You have to mm-hmm. look. You can't be so. Okay. Yeah. No. Go ahead, you Walt. You so can say sing- what you, you have to say. Don't. You can't be so singularly, you know, Second Amendment. And that's always myopic. Do. Myopic. Yeah, is and the it's word. like, well, what about everything else? Like, you can't talk about this. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta be take the blinders off, and mm-hmm. you know, why can't I get a gun? Why can't I uh, do this or do that? Well. Why am I still wearing a mask? <laughs> why am I, you know, I mean, why? Yeah, why are we paying a lot of taxes and not getting anything? Right, right, it? right. Why am I, why, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if we want to ask not gun questions. Well, I you know, mean, you know. Why, so, why do we have this universal health care thing, but our health care all sucks? Sucks. Why did, why, did, why did things go triple the amount they used to be after they decided to have 
universal health care. Right. Uh, well, I mean, if you if you want to say, okay, you don't have to vote one way or the other. Well, I mean, in the presidential, you know, what are your options? You have uh, Biden, who's outright said Beto is going to be his gun I'm guy. not voting for Biden no matter what. <laughs> oh, God. I don't care what happens. And, and by the way, a I lot mean, of people aren't going to vote for him. First of all, a lot of people aren't going to vote, unfortunately. Well, I don't know. That sucks. A lot of people aren't going to vote, and a lot of people who are going to be mad when I think the eventuality happens and Trump gets reelected would also not have voted, by the way. But whatever, dudes. Do yeah, what you yeah. want to do. Do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody go vote. Go vote for whoever you want. Yeah, I encourage people to vote. At least, yeah. you know, it doesn't. Whose president doesn't affect everything? I vote. I vote for president for sure. But I vote for the people, my my local people that serve me, uh, my sheriffs, my dog catchers, mayor, whatever. Those people who I actually do see and interact with, right? Like when I go down to the, um, what is it called in Florida where you go to pay your taxes? Like tre- not treasury. The, oh, something the, collectors, the tax, tax collectors. collectors. Tax collectors yeah. All That's these awesome. people you vote for, you know, like the judges or whatever, you wind up in front. It happens. I had to go to jury duty the other day. Vote for those things is just as well as voting for president. And ultimately, whoever's president doesn't affect stuff. I think we had gun guys more active under Obama than under Trump. I think a lot of gun guys out there went to sleep under Trump for whatever, you know. Yeah. They're not mad. They see a dude that maybe looks like them or whatever it is, and then they don't get they don't get mad about stuff going on. But I don't think it was even that. So are you telling me that there's more people out there that look orange? <laughs> good one. Okay, I mean, I good one. Look, I'm not orange. Look, I'm not orange. Come on. No, you just let your g- flowing golden locks go. You just let it go like a man. You you know you, did, you went the right route. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people. I mean, that subject comes up when you bring that up, uh, and I do. And I think a lot of people when Trump got elected, mm-hmm. they just exhaled. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's not the good thing to do because. And then they walked away, maybe, or just didn't stop paying. They just attention. relaxed. Mm-hmm. They relaxed. That's what I mean. They they took their eyes off the mm-hmm. off the off the thing because of whatever reason, thinking that he was you know going to be the savior. You know. Yeah. And, um, I think that Trump has some major issues going on too. Like if you look right now with Bolton, this just so I've never seen this kind of um, well disloyalty in any presidential administration i haven't i mean uh, whatever maybe i haven't seen all the presidents in america but damn no. well, what is, the hell? well and look what the, look what the senate look what the congress is doing now they're, they're starting this whole like impeachment thing back up again no I mean, that's a what, massive what, mistake man at what point Why? do people people and they don't i guess are they, they seriously starting that up again yeah Okay. And they're they're doing all these investigations into the investigations and and it's like but it's cover it's all cover for their 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 Listen, stuff. Listen, I think at this point, if they do that, they're only hurting themselves because yeah. if you already don't like Trump, it's already like come on, you already don't like Trump. Yeah. They're not like convincing anyone else to dislike mm-hmm. him. At mm-hmm. this point, it's been done. So yeah. all you're doing is just annoying people. Like, mm-hmm. really, we're going to spend more time and more money on this when we have all this other important stuff going on that no one's doing anything well, about. Then- then they don't have to deal with the other stuff. Yeah. Let's uh, villain tracker 26 ask this question. We'll get, uh, I'll get to this here. He says, quick question. Is it they are doing for doing things for 2A rights or just not doing anything? 
serious. What measures are they taking to further protect 2A? So if you're, well, if you're referring to, I'm trying to figure out exactly who, who you would be referring to as they. If you're talking about the Trump administration, I think Republicans, like everything's split right now. Republicans had a supermajority and they didn't Yeah, they did anything. nothing. They did yeah. nothing. So everything's kind of split right now, and they are doing something in terms of if Democrats had a supermajority, we'd be seeing some craziness right now. We would have national red flags, you probably massive dismantling of the 2A and all of that. So I would say Republicans are doing something in that they're holding everything up, <laughs> right? Well, so um, what I, what they could I worry be doing about more. is who, who's going to – okay, Trump gets reelected, okay. Mm-hmm. If, if and when. So mm-hmm. and then when it's time for election again, who's out there that's going to that can fill those shoes? I don't know. Um, I hope more people step up. Like, I hope there's more of what's going on with uh, with Joanna and Rolando, that there's more younger people stepping up. I saw I'm talking about like a presidential candidate. No, I know. But I saw there was this young guy. Not I don't I don't run. I, but. Right. I can't <laughs> run. I personally can't run for president because. Um, you're going to have to make the Schwarzenegger rule for me to run. But um, I saw there was a young guy that was a Republican, but he wasn't the one that Trump was pushing for. I think it was in North Carolina, but he won in his primary over the other guy that Trump was pushing. Right. And I think we need to see more of younger people, especially for me, I would hope younger people that believe in the Constitution, specifically for me as a gun guy, believe in Second Amendment stepping up. I'm not trying to say you guys, Joanna, should should get into politics, but I would like to see more younger people stepping up, taking responsibility here, because I think we need some real actual leaders that are willing to do tough things that people might be mad about and not support you on. But, you know, it's the right thing. Um, you know, Girth Brooks says something here. He says, yeah, I've been pissed ever since. Take the guns first, due process second. That was a quote from Trump. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, I think, is, is, I don't know, it's tough. It's tough to deal with all of that stuff. But ultimately, in this line of conversation, I'm not freaking voting for Joe Biden. Oh, there's no way in. Yeah. No. So, I don't care what happens. I'll vote, for, uh, I'll vote for Yoda in the back before I vote for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I will. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me see. I don't know if there's any. Well, Go Central ahead, Florida, uh, show up to the polls. Uh, we at least have one young Republican who, hopefully if she wins, has a good future. So a little advocate for Anna Paulina Luna. Oh, okay. All right. Understood. Tampa Understood. area. Tampa, okay. Go the vote t- for her. Yeah, the tampons out there need to show up and represent. Uh you know, very, very important. You know what I was going to tell you, Joanna? Um, I've noticed that your show, both in audio and on the video side of it, the shows that you're in are like in the top 10. Ooh. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, you know, I'm just trying to say something, you know. I'm uh, awesome interesting. Now. I don't know why. I don't mean, can try to figure it out, but it's very interesting that, uh, I mean, most of the stuff in the top 10 is probably. Um, like obviously, I'm in every one of those things in the top ten, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with that. Walters in a couple of them, but I noticed you, that you're there. As a matter of fact, on audio, the num- the top show on audio right now is uh, is the I think the last time you were on. So, oh, awesome, good stuff. What is that on? Uh, what, what's your biggest audio platform? Um, probably iTunes. Okay. Probably iTunes. Um, but we're on like any anywhere that you can get the audio podcasts. 
you'll be able to find. You could just Google even uh, "Who Moved My Freedom" podcast, and you'll you'll be able to play something. Or you can go to HankStrange.com, play it off of there if you really want to, and download it and all that. But it's good stuff. I think folks are people are out there enjoying. Um, you know, one of the things we try to do here is bring in a variety. You know, we try to like let lots of people get voices. You get to hear from people like Walter, who are manufacturers, and you know uh, some of the. I don't know if I would say Walter is the old guard. I don't really think he's the old guard, even though I make fun of him. You know, he's a little cratchety. He doesn't like that either. He doesn't want. Doesn't want to be the cratchety. Doesn't want to be the old cratchety guy. But I try to keep this all spread out so that people, you know, get a good reflection of the overall um, community that we're in here. So, um, yeah, you know. I, I think that's really, really important for people to see out there, you know? There's lots for of different sure. versions of us. And uh, so anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, trying to encourage you guys to keep doing what you're doing. Good. You know? Yeah, I'm glad because, you know, that whole white supremacist uh, or the only gun owners out there narrative is really annoying. So Yeah, and it's not true. It's, it, it has, it's, I don't think it's ever really been true. It's just about a, owners? like, you know, that people say that it's only like all white guys that are white supremacists oh, okay. or neo-Nazis or whatever. It's never oh, been God. true that people need to step up and show that, hey, this neo-Nazis. is Neo-Nazis. Yeah. I always true. love that when the, when the words KKK come up and neo-Nazis and I'm thinking, OK, well, that's, you know, about a fraction of, you know, it's such a small. Un, yeah, it just, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, just one, it's, it's another one of those words that's supposed to set people off. Those are those those mm-hmm. keywords to poke people with, you know. Yeah. It's like, but also, you have to step up and take ownership, right? Otherwise, for sure. otherwise, other people will get ownership. So everyone needs to step up, and, and I mean literally everyone. All the different flavors of gun guys and women and whatever in between. Everyone on whatever spectrum rainbow. Uh, yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I, you know, and that's that's another. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I never considered myself a two-way person, you know, and that's not because I don't believe in the Second Amendment, but because once again, that almost throws it in that political realm, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, I'm oh, a, that that's I'm just a, what you are. I'm a I'm a I'm a connoisseur of 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 firearms. I like guns, you know, for history mm-hmm. and for the way they're made and and all that. And I understand the whole uh, you know it's two-way thing because my my family my 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 grandfather almost got executed because he got caught with a gun so mm-hmm. in over there in um, in russia so mm-hmm. um yeah you know it's all good you gotta fight for it <laughs> if you want it you gotta fight for it did you want to say That's something why. joanna i'm sorry go ahead no, it, even if it's not walter if you don't feel like you're a two-way person it's not like you have to constantly be out there with well, a, i mean that tie that tie a rally or anything right. yeah, yeah, you could yeah, be yeah. a two-way person by just talking to people mm-hmm. you know uh spreading little freedom seeds as we like to call it so right. well, you know it's it's actually you know, like Diana was saying, you know, you can't just push people and say, you know, forcefully, you just, you know, you, you develop up, at least I've developed a way of just feeling people out and just bringing it up and bring it up again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it takes a long time, but mm-hmm. before you know it, you're taking people to the range and, mm-hmm. you know, or answering just, questions, yeah. helping people out. Yeah. Then one day, yeah. five years after you had a conversation with someone, they'll call you up and say, Hey, you know, like, do you remember that time we were talking about guns? It's like, can you help me out? So sometimes it does work out, and it's great. Yeah, so, you find people reaching out to you. Walter, I think you were, I, I think, like, so, for example, you're a lifetime member of the NRA and stuff like that. 
You know, I think what we're finding out right now in the last few years that we have to come out of our shells and do more than just that. We have to more than just like, let's say, be Republicans. I, I don't think people have to be, but I know I am. Um, but you have to do more than that. You have to be more than in the NRA, you know, more than giving money to any organization. You have to yeah. do something somewhere along the lines of what you're into. You don't have to do a podcast or, or, or have an IG, do a YouTube video or build guns. But there's something that you can do you know, in this direction to help further the cause of the Second Amendment, which is the Constitution, which is really supposed to be right, outside right, right. of all of this. And, you know, I think it's it's important for people to be doing that. Uh, let me just get this yeah. in here. Villain Trucker gave us five bucks from Villain Trucker 26. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, all right. We hit nine o'clock here. We should probably wrap it up. Whoa, I, I see Hank Strange Range Day and Barbecue. Is uh, that a thing? How come I wasn't uh, it's invited? No, it's not a thing. It's not a thing yet. It could be one of these days. Probably at Aries. Maybe we'll arrange yeah, I don't something. Think everybody at your house. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, like, no, uh, not at my place. Not yeah. trying to say anything bad to anyone out there. No, no, no. Lola okay, would just like to li- Yeah, Lola would like to limit the amount of people on the property at any one time. Uh, I completely agree with her. But we could do something at Aries. Maybe we'll put something together for that. But maybe we should wait until it's not so freaking hot. <laughs> I third, fourth, and fifth uh, back that idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should do something. You know, we should come. We'll we'll, uh, we'll think about it. I don't. It. I don't mer- mind wearing a long sleeve shirt if it's a little chilly out. I don't mind at all. You know, so it'll be nice as if there's the, not as many mosquitoes <laughs> yes. or other creatures eating everyone up. Um, uh, G- Girth Brooks says it can be as little as constantly calling your representatives. Right. There's a lot of stuff you could do. Right. Yeah. Just. I mean, like I said, I, I didn't want to make it sound like I'm not for the Second Amendment or anything. But yeah. It's not. It's not that 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 title. It didn't encompass your whole life. Right. It wasn't well, everything well, I mean, that you did. I. You know, I'll leave it real quick here. My exposure to guns started. My dad always had guns. They were all over the place. Mm-hmm. So the interest was there because you know movies. You see guns, military stuff. You know, it was an interest in the in that, and then comes later the whole the stories and the and at that time there was no challenge to the Second Amendment. You know, like mm-hmm. in the '70s mm-hmm. and stuff, they well, there was gun control stuff going on, but not like these leftists now. And the Democrats then weren't communists, mm-hmm. at least out of, at least not out and open, like they are now. So um, it was a different time. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, no. I think I think people understand. I think people get it out yeah. there. All right, let's do this as we're wrapping up here. Um, Joanna, do you want to tell the folks out there how they could? First of all, I want to thank you for coming on. I think this was kind of like short notice that uh, you came on. It here. was, but I'm always I'm always glad to be on the show. Absolutely, thank you. We're always glad to have you here. You know the big cheeks. We we enjoy. Yeah, it looks enjoy, Yeah, let's see. <laughs> go ahead. Do that again. I'll make that the thumbnail. Oh, look at that. Okay, so um, <laughs> better her than me. Better yeah. Than <laughs> so yeah, listen. We uh, I think we always enjoy it here having you come on. How can the folks out there? How can they support you? What's the best thing? Um, for them you can to do? check out my Instagram at Latina Locked and Loaded. We have a YouTube channel, uh, Locked and Loaded Latinos. And like I said, we're uh, so friends and I are putting together a all women boot camp. So if there's uh, any husbands out there that want to get their wives into it, uh, just keep an eye on my IG. Hopefully we'll be having some more info on that. That's coming up. So yeah, that would be a great birthday gift, a belated Mother's Day gift. Your birthday's know? coming up. You're not a you're belated <laughs> Mother's Day gifts. Oh yeah, to the cats, of course. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just messing with you. Your birthday's coming up? It's not. It's not. Not until uh, the oh. fall. But I'm just saying, Shame anybody, on you. you know, if any uh, viewers out there wanted to get their wives something nice and they're in oh, the state of Florida, I see, I my see. friends are fantastic it. instructors, so right. something to think right, about. Right. Keep an eye out on my IG for more information yes. coming up. I hope that uh, more people are going to your IG and the YouTube channel. Is that happening? I encourage the folks out here to go find you guys. Uh, I think so. Uh, okay. I always get a, a few, a couple followers every week. That's okay, nice. cool. Go out there. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's a lot in my books. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm <laughs> always happy to have, yeah. you know, I'm always I'm always blessed and surprised. So thank you guys for anyone oh. who's following me. Thank you guys so much. Yes, absolutely. Thanks from all of us. James Miller says thank you, Joanna, for coming on tonight. Uh, Walter Keller, how can the folks uh, keep up with you? Oh, and support all the your efforts. My efforts. To yes. support the two-way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See um, your latest mini bike. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, gun stuff. You can go to Safety Harbor Firearms on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and then there's, well, I would say gun streamer, but rest in peace, gun streamer. Oh, no man. Longer, yeah. No we longer with the it. living. Um, yeah. At least not for now. Yeah. Um, we didn't even have that conversation, actually. Yeah. We didn't have that gun streamer conversation. That sucks. Yeah. That's terrible. Oh, well, gun streamer will um, no longer be with us soon. Uh, They're still here right now. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of businesses have taken a tank, too, with this stupid COVID-19. I think so. so. But I think the bigger thing with uh, GunStreamer is that there just wasn't a ton of support from the industry. And it's a yeah. very expensive thing. You know, basically, these guys are spending their own money. And I'm kind of yeah. surprised they lasted this long. So, And, yeah, and, and of course, well, the industry and... and Anyways, long story short, yeah. uh, you can catch me on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, and um, mm -hmm. and then dirt bike, uh, dirt foot racing, which is the mini bike stuff, also in Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, and um, all that good stuff. So yeah, that's the main ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess we'll have this conversation about Gunstreamer when we come back. That Gunstreamer will be no more. If you haven't heard that, um, they sent out a letter. I posted that on some different social media, so that's not going to be anymore. I think all we'll have now that's pro Second Amendment pretty much will be like maybe full thirty, which I really don't know about. Uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with full thirty. I'm not sure. I can't get them to actually talk to me. I know I reached out to them. They want me to fill out a. A questionnaire <laughs> um, and they, I've seen them here in the chat but I've been and I've invited them to come on I don't know what's going on with that these kinds of things need our support but ultimately I, I have to tell you guys man this is the thing about like the mainstreams you know the YouTube and the Facebook and the IG and all that stuff that's pretty much what we have here we're like severely um, we're ghosted and limited and all that kind of stuff on it so uh, I know I'm preaching to the choir here that you guys support us, but I encourage you to continue supporting myself, Joanna, Walter, all the people we had Diana Moeller on. So, you know, support whoever you can, yeah. whoever you want to, um, whoever you see out there doing something uh, for the Second Amendment. Uh, try to give whatever support you can. It doesn't have to be, in my opinion, financial. Sometimes just sharing something is awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. just try to do that because I think ultimately here, there's we, we had this conversation during this show. There's just not any kind of uh, funds out there from the companies or even from the people. I don't think it's really enough to keep a lot of this going. And unfortunately, we'll probably see some other people, uh, you know, uh, put down the mantle, I guess, is the nice way of saying it. 
So we've probably got more of that to come. So I, that sounds that sounds so terrible. It was so so sad. Ending it on such a sad note. Yeah, I know that sounds terrible. But listen, if you're awake, you wake up every day. You could fight. You could do fight something. Yeah, you can move forward. So let's all do that. Um, let me see. I'm, I'll hit the end here. Hit the end button. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Um, as I said before. There's no more show for the rest of this week. We'll probably see you guys next week, Monday, or something like that. Thanks to Joanna from Latina Locked and Loaded, Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms, Diane Moeller from the DC Project. Thanks so much for uh, coming through. That was great. Awesome. Thanks, everyone out there. Stay safe. We will see you on the other side of this. Big shout-out to Harry's Holsters for sponsoring the podcast. I think I forgot that. You can use the code Hank Strange and it'll get you 10% off at Harry's Holsters. Who wants the last word? Will not comply. There you go. Will not comply. Absolutely. We're out of here. Peace.